0: And welcome back to Choco Disaster. I'm Chorpsaway.
1: And I'm Jordan.
0: And it's summertime fun time here with the Choco Disaster crew. Because we're here for the mid-season review
1: we of are. the summer season. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, there have been a lot of shows.
1: That is true. That, and I that's... may have made a
0: mistake with the sheer number of shows I picked.
1: I told you. I think.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I will learn from this. Okay. But we're coming out of this We got lots of shows to talk about And lots of things we want to discuss about these shows Yes But first We have some news
1: Tell me about it
0: We got all kinds of news First up because we I always bring it up When new news happens Yeah Uh, Willem Dafoe is in the live action Death Note movie Oh
1: right, okay, yeah playing the voice of Ryuk. This is confusing to me, because I thought it was reported at first that the Shinagami wouldn't be in this version. I'm not sure. Or is that that new Japanese movie?
0: That might be the new
1: Japanese movie. Okay. Because
0: that takes place in a weird future thing where there are seven Death Notes and they cyber-hack them.
1: Right. Okay, that's probably that, then.
0: So, yeah, they have Ryuk. I think a lot of... People probably also assumed that there weren't because it wasn't in the initial casting announcement.
1: Yeah, that makes sense, too.
0: But yeah, so Willem Dafoe is the voice of Ryuk, and apparently he's going to be some kind of CG monstrosity.
1: The first good casting of this show so far, I think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that. I think Willem Dafoe has done a terrible goblin man role well (laughs) more than once.
0: And he'll do it again for this. It's a little out of left field, I think. Is it to, to just I think with the casting that they've done so far, it's a lot of like I feel more like indie kind of or maybe okay, not quite yeah. as big as someone like Willem Defoe.
1: Well, I think it makes sense. Uh it's pretty normal for Netflix shows to have like the main cast be sort of like smaller actors and then have one of the side characters be like one of the really big uh like one of the bigger names. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cause it's, it's next year, I think, is when they said they're coming out with it. Okay. So I assume a lot of this has already kind of been decided, and it's just kind of, as news pops up, we're going to release new
1: Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they would cast in waves. That would be weird.
0: Yeah, that would be weird.
1: Oh, we forgot about this character. Uh, oh, no. Get Willem Dafoe on the line. And we shot all these scenes, and we didn't even have all the characters. How'd that oh, happen? Oh, no. Oh, but yeah, so that's, that's shaping up to look
0: like something, all right. It might was, be good. Was it you that sent me that thing where they had, um, they had L show up as, like, as, like, part of the movie screening in Canada or something? And he was, like, Banksying it up with, like, his hoodie down over his face or something? Was
1: that for a movie? I thought, I thought someone just caught, uh, shots of the, uh, uh, of the, of the show being filmed. Like, someone took pictures with, on the set.
0: Maybe. I thought you sent me that, though, and it was, like, it making L look a very much, like, hooded, anonymous sort of character.
1: Yeah, it, it was weird. Like, if it is what I think it is, and it was, like, uh, photos taken from the set, then it would be weird. Because in the original story, it's, like, a big thing that L never shows himself, and that he does kind of, like, mmm, I don't know. Like, there's a huge, huge scene early on, and an important part of it is that L is not the person who is presenting himself as L and I don't know about that, but I don't know. It can be good regardless of that. I mean, a lot of
0: things I think are, it seem to be changing. Yeah. Uh, first of all, part of it takes place in Canada, right? But we'll see. We'll see. That might be worth looking into. I wonder
1: if this time the foreign, uh, like the foreign national security team that comes in is from Japan instead of from America. And then they can have the same bizarre, made-up Japanese names as all the American characters have in Death Note.
0: Yeah, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, Speaking of some uh, Hollywood things coming off of the Death Note news, there's the live-action Pokemon film rights Uh that were picked up by uh, Legendary Studios or Legendary Entertainment. Yes. uh, Based on Detective Pikachu. Okay. Which could mean that everyone's dream of Danny DeVito voicing an English... VA, Detective Pikachu could come true.
1: Oh, thank God.
0: I mean, thank God. Yeah. That's weird. It's So it would be a live-action Pokemon film in 2017.
1: Well, I mean, Pokemon's back in the public conscience.
0: Yeah, it is. And I feel like this happened before Pokemon really hit its stride with both Sun and Moon and Go. But you know what? Hey. It just seems like the weird thing to pick at this point in time.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I think, l- like, big nostalgia franchises are, like, on the up and up. You have the, you have your Marvel and your DCs, you have the Ghostbusters.
0: And they've all been rebooting. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think now's the time. And I don't know if they got lucky with, like, Pokemon Ghosts sort or, of, like, hitting that gold mine, or if it's just, uh, if that was pre-coordinated, but.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Alright. I mean, I could see it. I'm just curious how I'm not how, like, gonna see that- it. It sounds it's, like it's going
1: to be bad. But... It seems like,
0: realistically, it's just greenlit, so, yeah. like, nothing else has really been decided so far, or even if it'll come out.
1: Yeah, a lot but is greenlit. But there have been talks. A lot is greenlit, and then doesn't doesn't happen. Yeah, so like that Zelda,
0: Zelda thing. Oh, well, that was never like confirmed. Zelda oh, was it not? No. I thought that got greenlit.
1: No, that was... Uh, it was uh, reported by a very reputable source.
0: Okay, uh, but never ultimately was...
1: confirmed. Yeah, it was Wall Street Journal, I think. They don't usually... Uh, report things that aren't true but there's never nothing's ever come out of that.
0: Okay. And then, and then there's all been all kinds of other like talks of deals like Nintendo wants to get into that, Sega's trying to get into that kind of. Mm-hmm. And also, I had forgotten that there was supposed to be a live action Tiger and Bunny movie. Yeah. Uh apparently they just finally got a writer put onto that. Okay. I don't recognize the writer.
1: What's his name? But, Are there Uh ad?
0: Ellen Shanman?
1: Uh, that does no, it doesn't ring bells for me. Right,
0: wrote a couple of novels and screen adaptations, like young adult sort of stuff. As far as I can tell, nothing like hugely popular, but sort of centered around superheroes and the like.
1: Okay, well that's appropriate at least then.
0: Yeah, I'd forgotten that this was even a thing being discussed, but it yeah. makes sense. It Tiger and Bunny is very American. Yeah, I guess so. In sort of the way it handles superheroes and sort of like the way it handles its subject matter feels very suited towards american tastes
1: and it has a grumpy old man as a protagonist that's very american yep.
0: well it's got well it's 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 got kind of the reverse of what you normally expect the old man is kind of the the goofy one and then there's the no-nonsense young hotshot yeah but I, you know i could see that Turning into something decent,
2: it could. I don't that's know true. if it
0: would, but it'd be interesting to see if it ever comes out. But we know that anime movies never come out. We've look at Akira.
1: Dragon Ball Evolution came out.
0: We don't talk about them. Yeah, no, we don't. That's not okay.
1: That Ghost in the Shell movie is going to come out.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Wow. Uh. Next up. So. Shonen Jump just announced like a smartphone app mm-hmm. called My Jump, which is which basically does the same thing as any of its online or print features. It allows you to subscribe to weekly chapters of manga.
1: Okay, but
0: it allows you to do um, it allows you to do a subscription based
1: on whatever you want to read. Is this the American one or the Japanese imprint? Uh
0: I think this might be I think they're doing it. This is Japanese only right now. Okay. And I think they're going to port it over at some point. Sure. But the idea is basically like you your subscription is based on how many titles you want a month. Yeah. So Yeah, it's weird. It's so like you can choose either any of their huge backlog to get monthly or the stuff that's airing right now. Or okay. like it's not airing, but uh is being published right now. And so every week, you'll just get a new chapter of whatever you've picked based on the number of titles that you want, which seems, I don't know, it seems like a a decent idea, especially with, like, you know, people who maybe buy Shonen Jump for not everything that they put in the magazine proper.
1: Yeah, it seems like a weird change of business practice to me because, you know, uh, volumes of manga usually cost, I don't know what it's like in Japan, but... Of A single volume of a manga usually costs twice as much as an issue of the magazine, even though the an- magazine is taller and bigger than a volume. Mm-hmm. That's because more people buy them because there's a bigger variety of stuff that's in there. So more different kinds of interests of people will come to get that magazine. And it's weird then to do it like this, to like try to split up that user base again. And I wonder if that also means that it's going to be more expensive, relatively speaking, to the amount of content you'd normally get in if you buy the whole magazine.
0: Yeah, I know, cause, uh, I, I mean, I have like the US prices here, and it's yeah. like, it's, it's $5 a month for 10 issues. Okay. To 10 titles per issue, sorry. Right. So each, uh, each month you pay $5 to get four, like four or five chapters of a, of 10 manga, kinda. Yeah. It seems kinda cheap honestly that
1: is yeah cuz i think normally what it would be like back when uh, shonen jump still like the english imprint still put out like the actual weekly magazines as well i think they had like 12 series in there and that's just one chapter every yeah, time sometimes I don't know. two but yeah
0: this it seems definitely cheap and it seems like it's just one of those things that follows from the general movement towards digital media right yeah like i'm sure that they're not going to lose a lot of like subscribers
1: thanks to this. Probably not.
0: Like, I assume that they're e- they're probably going to like gain either gain new ones who probably want to like go back to old series. Because again, you can go back to all the series they've ever had. Mm hmm. Go through there. Or like just new audiences who are gonna be you know reading them on your smartphone rather than through volumes because they're I don't know yeah I mean going to work or whatever because it would be easier to do on like a train.
1: I can imagine living in Japan like tiny housing. I wouldn't <laughs> want to have to keep uh like giant ass magazines around. Right. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I already don't like it, and I live in a pretty big house. So yeah, you've
0: got you've got like you have bookcases dedicated to uh manga. Yeah, I do. So that makes a little, so yeah. Imagining the kind of small, especially like the apartments. Yeah. Like, how do you fit that in?
2: Like a eight terrible. to
0: Tommy Matt room. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know how those crazy. I guys assume they
1: just it. throw them away like after a week, but oh, maybe yeah,
0: or I don't know, sell them to a bookstore or something. I don't know how big that market is in Japan either.
1: I don't think the huge Shonen Jump magazine market is very big. Are that you is... sure? Yes. Because okay. who wants to read, like, the week-old magazines? I don't right. know. That doesn't... Yeah.
0: I guess yeah. if you want to catch up, but it seems like if you, if you want to catch up, you're probably already subscribed.
1: Yeah, and you'll probably just buy the volumes instead, I think, if you're playing catch up.
0: Yeah, I think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So in more timely news, well, okay. not timely, but related to this season in particular. Mm-hmm. So there was that mecha anime Regalia the Three Sacred Stars. Sure. The website and the production company in charge of it announced a couple weeks ago that they are going to cease broadcasting after episode 4. And re-launch oh, right. the anime next season. Okay. Because they they came out and said like there's a recognizable difference between the show's planned quality and the current quality. So, like, they realized that their production schedule was just fucked. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we're going to hold off on this, come back in a month or so. I think September 1st is the first airing. Right. on t- Back on TV. And then they're going to continue on as if nothing had happened. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah. I feel like that's... that's doesn't happen. Usually they just, like, fight through the horrible production values. Because a lot of bad shows have made it to TV.
1: Yeah, if every show that sort of started to, like, a run out of time and budget later on, like, just call it quits halfway through and postpone the show, we'd be getting, like, three shows every season. Yeah,
0: really, though. And isn't that and it... a
1: look into a better world?
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, and I guess part of it is because... I from what I understand from other people watching it they refuse to use CG for the big robots. Oh okay. Which I mean dedication on their part that's nice. I mean CG yeah. still isn't up to snuff in a lot of ways and doing traditional animation is great. Yes. But also apparently has just wrecked them.
1: Yeah, that, I can imagine that.
0: But you know they have I don't know 6 7 weeks uh in total, to kind of make up for all the lost time. I don't know if that means they're going to do an entire 12-episode run at this point.
1: Probably. I don't know why they wouldn't.
0: Well, because then there's next season where the new time slots come in. Like,
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Like, it's not starting at the beginning of next season. Right. It's starting, like, right at the end of this season, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Not that I'm heavily invested, but it's just no, weird. No, that, that is it's weird. This is such a weird thing, and I feel like it's unprecedented in a lot of ways.
1: Maybe they'll get a time slot, and then once the show has run its course, the channel will just run reruns,
0: reruns or something. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That seems like a thing that tends to happen. Right. I feel like that's the sort of thing that happens with other shows that have delays, anyways. Mm-hmm. It's just for that week. It's like, oh, we can't show anything. Here's a rerun of
1: a One Piece. More than anything else, more so than anything else, I'm surprised that they have the like that they're able to do this. That they're in a position to do this to begin with.
0: Yeah, I never, I didn't feel like the company behind that was, like, big or anything.
1: Yeah, is there, like, a, is it just an anime production company that's doing this, or is there, like, a bigger uh, outfit behind it? Like, Aniplex or something?
0: Uh, let me look real quick. Um, I mean, uh, it is run by a studio with some amount of money behind it that would allow them to deal with delays.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Because
0: they did Girls in Ponsies. Okay. Which has made a trillion dollars. But isn't Goals and
1: Panzer* owned by someone else, or is that because that's um, a multimedia franchise? That's yeah, probably owned by a bigger. At least company. the anime
0: part of it is. I don't know what else is going on. Uh, producers. Um, I don't know. It's Okay. It seems. It seems like the all the companies behind it in total are ones with a an amount of uh, clout behind them. Right. Both oh. in producers and the studio. And it's licensed by Funimation solely, kind of like, there's the money there that could allow them to get away with this. It's just I just wonder what that means for popularity of the series.
1: Either way, I'm glad that they're in a position to do this. That's good for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, heck. Because a lot of, I don't think a lot of companies could get away with that.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Or maybe would be, like, too proud to do that. Like, coming out and saying this at all seems kind of, like...
1: Yeah, Shaft wouldn't impressive. do this, even though they probably could...
0: Yeah, I mean, Shaft didn't do it, and they've had plenty of show, or at least one show, no. infamously, go that way. Yeah. You hear about One Piece? No. It's 65% finished. It. Oh. Four years ago, it was 60%
1: finished. That doesn't check out. That <laughs> yeah. logic is not correct.
0: Yeah, is that, is that admitting that the last four years have been predominantly <laughs> filler? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Is this a a subtle dig at when he's stunned about his writing?
1: That sounds about right, considering how long-dressed Rosa was and all that.
0: Uh, So, I mean, it sure is going to find a way to last ten more years.
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm 100% finished with One Piece.
0: Also, (laughs) good, first of all. Second of all, Oda has also said that he can never do any other long stories besides One Piece. Yeah, that's... Yeah, and when it's taken this long and taken this much out of his life, I can totally get it.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's been going on since, like, the mid-90s? Uh, was... 1995. Either mm-hmm. that or
1: 1995 or 1997, one of the other two.
0: Yeah, and so it's been going on, like, f-
1: Nearly 20, 20 years. 20, yeah, yeah.
0: At least, oh, about 20 years. And, like, it has 760 episodes. It's got a million eighty 80 volumes. Yeah. It's just... Its longevity is impressive in a way, because I feel like it's also always the most popular Japanese manga. Um, Like, it always sells the best.
1: You think that, but do I have some special news for you. Do you know what the best-selling manga volume Tankoban of last month was? What? Boruto. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just happened huh. to read that earlier today. Uh, Platinum End was also in the top five, which made me a little sad.
0: I know that One Piece at least usually tops close to the chart. Like, it's still hugely popular.
1: I think it was number three. I don't remember what number two okay. was.
0: In a way that I feel like Naruto and Bleach kind of weren't. Yeah. One Piece has had a lot of more standing.
1: Uh, the In the last, like, I'd say maybe uh, five years, One Piece has, like, shot up in popularity. Like, since the time skip, I guess. Okay.
0: That's weird, though, also, because Boruto's, like, it's not that great.
1: (laughs) No, it's not. I I read a chapter of it, and it was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it feels exactly like it is, where it's like they had all the editors from Naruto do a spinoff where uh, Kishimoto isn't involved, Mm -hmm. and it reads and looks like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's Um, weird. It's weird to hear that it's number one.
1: It wasn't even the first volume. It was the third, I think. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well.
0: Oh, well. Uh, okay, here's some weird news that I would have never expected to hear. Okay. So, uh, Macross has been stuck in, like, uh, like, develop- not development hell, but it's basically been stuck in rights for, like, 20 years. Okay. The original Macross, and therefore- anything related to Macross in the yeah. U.S. Uh, Harmony okay. Gold owned it and was just suing the hell out of anyone that even had anything related to Macross in it. Yeah. But the original series, Super Dimension Fortress Macross, is now streaming on Amazon. Oh, okay. With English subtitles. And so are the other two series that make up Harmony Gold's Robotech. Which... Also, technically, we're in that sort of development, you know, that kind of rights issues, but there weren't follow-ups to that in the same way that Macross had.
1: Okay, are they like smaller series, or
0: yeah, okay. um, they're gen- they're called Genesis Climber, Mosspedia, and Super Dimension Calvary Southern Cross. Okay, I've never which I heard think of are just standalones. I think they're just standalone. Yeah, and I think Amazon also has the rights to the rewrites, re edits with Robotech. On Amazon now too. Okay. So they have this whole suite of shows that are, that forever were kind of caught behind this weird kind of copyright issue mm-hmm. and are finally popping up, which means maybe that the rest of Macross now will find its way into the English audience, which would be cool.
1: That would be cool.
0: Yeah. And just, it's, it's fascinating because this is a chunk of history both on the US and Japanese side of anime.
1: Yeah, because it was that like that is of the, now available. It was like a one of the first, I guess, big long running series that made it over here.
0: Yeah, and 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 the whole thing with Robotech is weird because it had to take these three shows and rewrite them and re edit them into a contiguous story uh-huh. because none of them individually were long enough for what American Syndication was at the time.
1: Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So it's, it's, there's just a weird chunk of history that's now available on Amazon streaming, which is cool. Cool. That's,
1: that's really neat. And are they the original cuts or is it the redone they, stuff? They have both. Okay.
0: Yeah, they have both. So Sweet. that's, uh, yeah, that's even the cooler part of that. That that was something I was surprised to see. And it's like, this now gives me a chance to kind of see these older series in a way that isn't uh legally dubious. Yeah. Less exciting. Oh. Sword Online live-action American TV series. That's a shame. I don't know... I don't know if this is just greenlit or if they're for sure going through with this. There are, like, drafts and stuff, I think, out, and they have a, a number of the production staff there. Uh-huh. They're also planning a VR experience about Sword Art Online. Well, that makes sense, at least. Yeah, that one, that one makes more sense, but apparently it's getting a live-action American series, which just seems... I get that it is, like, a gateway anime in <laughs> yeah. the in in the more recent times, yeah, but also this feels like the weird thing to then get the live action treatment,
1: uh, yeah, I don't know why you would do sort of online live action that sounds like it could only be bad, like just imagine in your head just like imagine the screen cap of what that would look like, and it's yeah, not a pretty picture
0: that feel this feels like the thing that is f- for fans and not for like newcomers,
1: yeah, well, even then. Like, I think fans would be even, would be the least happy out of everybody if a bad Sword Art Online thing comes out.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The, uh, the person writing the script is the person behind some of the scripting for Avatar and Terminator Genesis.
1: Wait, like, the series Avatar or the movie? Uh, I'm gonna look this up real quick. Oh, they also did the, the, they also
0: did this live-action Battle Angel Alita movie. but ah. I think they... I think they penned Genesis and worked with James Cameron on
1: Avatar. Okay. I think it, this is
0: Avatar, Avatar.
1: So by no means illustrious. illustrious. Right. But I mean, I guess, you know, Avatar has... um there, There's elements... There's similar visual elements there to sort out online, at least. So in that sense, I guess it's a good fit. But other than that, I don't this know. This whole
0: thing just seems weird.
1: It's a pretty, like big name to attach to it, or an experienced name to mm-hmm. attach to it, at least. So, I mean, it's not going to be good, but...
0: I mean, it it might be impressive. Yeah. Who knows if it'll be good? Is kind of the thing there. Yeah. Uh, This is something I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. So, with Bleach ending next week? Uh... 22nd, I think it said.
1: That sounds right.
0: Nisekoi ending. Yes. Toriko coming to a close. Mm-hmm. Shonen Jump is launching three new series. Yes, uh, you uh, one of which has been released so far, and the other coming later in the month. Right. And you have a monthly subscription to Shonen Jump Weekly for this month. I do. So tell me about the one that's out.
1: Uh, the one that's out is called uh, The Promised Wonderland, uh, and it, it's on my radar because the art is being done by one I think it's pronounced uh, Demizoposka Posuka. Yeah. I don't know. Um. And I've been, like, a fan of their artwork for a while now. They do this, like, really cool high-concept, uh, like, biopunk stuff that I think is always really neat. Okay. And they just have a really unique style. So I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. Uh, but it's being written by someone else, which usually means, it, like, usually that is a good thing. Because, you know, that means you don't have amateur-level ri- writing in manga. Yeah, because
0: I feel like that's always an issue where, like, you have a really good artist. That doesn't mean they're a good writer. Or yeah, absolutely. Story. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I've read the first two chapters of it, and it seems, uh, it, it's okay so far. It looks great, but the writing's a little, uh, the writing's pretty bad.
0: Like, r- as in like, it's, it's sort of like, rote?
1: Uh, no, the just... concept, uh, the concept's pretty rote, but that's fine, I think, but it's just, uh, it's really cheesy and exposition heavy, like characters don't really act like characters were explained, like their characteristics are literally told to us, stuff like that, like bad shonen writing. Basically. Does it almost
0: feel like it's a pitch
1: in a way? No, 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 not to that degree. It's okay. just it, it doesn't know how to put information out there. So it just has characters telling each other. Just that sort oh, of thing. Okay. Uh, right. but, but the premise is it's it, it, it seemed a little boring from the start because it was just uh, kids are in an orphanage. The orphanage seems fine, but there's definitely some weird stuff going on out there. And through a series of events, the kids find out that when children leave the orphanage, which they do before the age of 12, uh It's because they are fed to, like, bug creatures that make up the entire rest of the outside world. Uh-oh? Yeah. Um And then what I thought was going to happen and what seemed like was going to happen at the end of the first chapter is the kids are going to escape. And they're going to have to make their way through this terrible bug world. And it's like, okay, that's I've seen that before. That doesn't sound so good. But no, they actually go back to the orphanage. And it seems like the story is going to be about making sure all the children stay there and stay safe. Hmm. So it seems interesting so far. Like I said, it looks great. Uh, the writing could, could stand to be a lot better, which is strange. Cause, you know, at that point, I always wonder how, if this writer can write good, how did he get this pitch through? Cause like an artist who can write, well, that's fine. Uh, they can like get, put out a decent premise with decent art. And then if that connects with an editor, then they can get it pushed through. But how does a bad writer get his foot in the door like this?
0: Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Is it, like, just off of the clout of the artist? Maybe,
1: yeah, maybe, but if you look at, for example, Death Note, Death Note was pitched just by the author, and then he was introduced to the artist. It's not like they pitched it together.
0: Right, and then um, they just became, like, a duo that always worked together, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, f- I mean, it's it might be that they pitched it together, and they're just friends, uh, but it, it's also possible that he pitched it as a standalone story, and someone liked it so much that he they got an artist attached to it, which doesn't seem like it would be the case. Because I think both this idea both doesn't read very well. Um, that's actually it. that's all I have. This is <laughs> that's actually
2: it. I don't know how it this doesn't read well. Yeah,
1: I mean it, it's not a terrible idea, but it's weird that this ended up in sh- Weekly Shonen Jump because it's really dark.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the other things that are in like Shonen Jump, and none of them are
1: like grim definitely not like especially less so now than ever before does this
0: one come off a lot
1: more like horror-esque there are elements of horror yeah okay yeah and there hasn't been anything like that in shonen jump for a long time like platinum end isn't in the main magazine either
0: yeah it's on a spinoff
1: yeah like all their darker stuff is on spinoffs now so it seems like a weird fit for the main magazine but it's all right
0: i mean they might move this around in that case. Maybe, yeah. I assume they wouldn't. Well, I'd say that I assume they wouldn't drop it, but I don't know. I don't know how big the reception of it is.
1: Uh, I haven't really paid attention to that yet. I don't think that's really something you can, uh, like you can really check this early on in a series yeah, one. Yeah,
0: for sure. Especially if it's just been, like, jump started. Yeah. And then there are two more coming out that I think you said you're at least moderately interested in
1: uh, not both of them. Not one both. of them, uh, the okay. the romantic comedy one, I'm not interested in because the author's previous series was pretty bad. Okay, uh, and then the other series, I don't actually remember what that one's about or what it's called, but uh, that author previously did a manga called Iron Knight, and that was pretty good. So this new thing might be good too.
0: Uh, Red Sprite, yes, Tomohiro Yagi. The other one is Love Rush by yeah. someone who does something called E Robot.
1: Yeah, and E-Robot is not very good.
0: Okay. Um, couple last things as I'm looking through here. Parappa the Rapper's getting new TV anime shorts. <laughs> he is. That's. You know what? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? It is a short series that's gonna air probably after this, um, show goes up, uh, August 18th. Mm-hmm. And it is stars not Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. It stars a bear.
1: That is the reason for that is that um, the rights to Parappa are like tied between Sony and some and the character designer.
0: Oh, really? I forget
1: what his name is. I think it's a green, green something. Uh, okay. But it's, it's a, he's an American.
0: Oh, Rodney Allen Greenblatt. There yeah, is. they're
1: Greenblatt. That is what I was gonna say, but that didn't sound like a real name, so I decided not to say <laughs> it. Okay. But yeah. Um. So I think this has more to do with him than it does with Sony, who owns the Parappa franchise.
0: Okay. Yeah. Huh. So he's like a side character. He's allowed to exist. Yeah. But they're not making him the forefront.
1: Yeah, I think they probably couldn't put Parappa in because, like, his name is also the name of the series. But they can use anybody else. I don't know. Okay.
0: Huh. That's weird. Yeah. But you know what? Parappa in the spotlight, maybe that means the third one's coming.
1: Maybe. That would be, well, a fourth one, technically. Fourth? There's Parappa, Parappa 2, and Um Jammer Lammy.
0: Is Um Jammer Lammy technically in the same universe? Yes. Okay. I'll accept it then. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that they were actually tied together. I knew it was the same artist and everything. I didn't know they were... Huh. And then, lastly, save the... Save the longest for last. Okay. Let's talk about level 5.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Level 5 had their big, uh, like, show... I think they call it level five vision Uh huh. and they've announced a whole bunch of shit. I bet. First up, they are helping with the reboot of a old ass Tatsunoko anime Uh called Time Bokan 24.
1: Is that the robot anime? Yes. Okay. That looked bad.
0: I think all they're doing is providing designs for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) sounds about right.
0: And I think some of the people who are just in charge of like some of the um, the other anime stuff they've done are joining in on the cast, uh, on, like, the writing stuff. hmm But I know a lot of it is that they are contributing the original designs. Okay. And they look very level 5.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They, they've they uh, designed good stuff before. Like, I think LBX is, um... No,
2: I'm
1: just or, saying no, that the, the designs
0: are very reminiscent of other things that level 5 has done. Yeah. They announced that they, they've announced more about Snack World.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're making a smartphone game, a 3DS game. They have a manga. The TV anime is next year. <sighs> I don't know what ever happened to that movie. I don't think it came out. No, it did come out. It's just nothing ever came out of it. I guess.
1: Did uh, did they have anything to say about? uh, Oh my god. Uh, what? But what's the video game that they did with Studio Ghibli? Uh, Nino Kuni. Ni no I did Kuni. not see any new news about. Ni no oh Kuni. man, jeez, that's supposed to come um, out this year.
0: They announced a new Layton game, but starring Professor Layton's daughter. Oh,
1: yeah, that's weird, because she has, like, anime eyes and not the beady eyes.
0: Yeah, she has, like, she has real eyes, like, uh, (laughs) uh, she has real eyes, unlike the other characters.
1: Well, you know what, well, I guess that means she's gonna be a good detective, because real eyes, real eyes, real eyes.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Rest in peace, Tupac. I oh, don't know, it seems cool
1: though. It, yeah, It looked, it looked good. I La- mean, Layton's always good.
0: Leighton is a game series that I enjoy. Yeah, me um, too. It's a little it's a little dumb in some ways, like some of the plots and stuff. Yeah. But I find I find a lot of what happens with the characters and stuff charming.
1: Yeah, it's cute. I like Leighton.
0: So so seeing a new kind of addition to that series seems neat. Yeah. Uh oh, they announced a different robot thing. Oh. Which is Megaton Q Musashi.
1: Oh no, this is the thing I saw. This is the thing you were this thinking. Is, of? Yeah, this is it.
0: Yeah, this is some 3 d robot thing that they're doing.
1: Yeah, it didn't look that good.
0: Some cross-media project, because everything's a cross-media project with level 5. Like we've said, nothing can just be a thing. No. Project is slated to begin next year. Did not specify if this is the anime game or a different aspect.
1: Probably all of it.
0: They have an Otome game coming to smartphones.
1: Well, that's... Okay.
0: With anime footage by A1.
1: Wait. Why aren't they doing it themselves? Okay. I mean, sure. I guess it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, franchise will eventually have an anime and manga. There are 24 dateable boys. <laughs> character designs by, uh, some of the character, uh, one of the character designers behind Uda, Uda Pri, Aquarian, and Samurai Kalanka.
1: I mean, that's cool, but. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then lastly,
0: new Inazuma 11. Right. New game, new anime, They have decided that it's not going to belong to the other Inazuma Eleven franchise. Uh Uh-huh. They're like, it takes place after the first game, but remember that part where they went to space? That's not relevant right
1: now. Oh, But That's the good part.
0: Which I feel like... I feel like that makes a lot of sense, because you'd have to keep topping yourself.
1: Man, Inazuma Eleven gets rebooted about as often as Ocean's Eleven.
0: Ah, uh, whoa! Did you hear about that New Ocean's Eleven? Yeah,
1: it sounds alright. Yeah. The one yeah. with all the women, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like it might be good.
0: But yeah, so Inazuma Eleven has decided, that like, we don't want a- to have to top ourselves where a guy kicks a soccer ball into a black hole. So we're just gonna, we're gonna do something different.
1: I don't know, they could like shoot, they could like shoot a soccer ball into hell or something, I don't know.
0: Yeah, so they have uh, a game coming out. They have the anime coming out. And they have a... <laughs> They have a wristband, kind of like a Fitbit, uh-huh. that will allow you to, rate, like, level up characters if you exercise. Okay. Which, I mean, you know what? Cool. Cool.
1: I'd buy that in the heartbeat.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to check your
1: heartbeat. No, so. Thank you. Thank you for making the joke double and no. super extra obvious.
0: No problem. <laughs> this is what I'm good at. Uh, but, yeah, I I just wanted to bring that up because, god Damn, does level five have like a hundred things going on all at once? Yeah, like chill. A little. I
1: guess I don't know. Can you hear? The, can you hear the sound of my eyes glazing, o- glossing over this?
0: <laughs> yes. It that this just seems like a weird thing where I level level five just keeps doing this with all of its franchises.
1: Well, if you throw enough food to a wall, eventually, some, or snacks to a wall, eventually, <laughs> some of them is going to stick and leave a mark. I guess so a stain more appropriately
0: okay huh. that was the news Mm-hmm. let's talk about the real shit now
1: yeah let's talk about how funimation finally announced the death parade anime blu-ray oh
0: right we have death watch
1: that De- yeah the most
0: popular segment in podcasting death watch tell me about death watch
1: all right so uh death watch is canceled because Funimation announced the Blu-ray release date for it, uh, Death Parade.
0: They sure did.
1: Yeah. But, that doesn't mean that there's only gonna have been one episode of Death Watch, cause there's gonna be two. Cause they still announced Blu-rays in between the last episode and this episode for shows that came out at the same time or after that are gonna come out before Death Parade. Um... We have Yona of the Dawn, the whole series. We have, uh, I don't know if this counts what I put on here anyway, the Attack on Titan live-action movie. Okay. Uh, another movie, we have Harmony. Yep, so that's, that's one of the Project Edo things. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Garo the Animation Season 1 Part 2. Okay. Uh, the Heroic Legend of Arslan Season 1 Part 1. Uh-huh. Uh, Rolling Girls. And uh-huh. world break Aria of curse for a holy swordsman. Swordsman, right? Yeah.
0: Then they also announced uh, Snow White with the red hair.
1: Did they do that?
0: I think they did the full series. Oh
1: right! Oh my god! You know what? I just, I didn't actually check the rest of these announcements, uh, but I'll tell you what. I just realized, uh, Prison School is going to f- come out before Death Parade. One week before
0: Death Parade. <sighs> One final fuck you.
1: I'm glad Funimation has their uh, priorities straight.
0: Yeah. But anyways, it's finally happening. It's
1: finally happening. November 23rd is when I'll be freed.
0: And so we have to call a close to the most popular segment in podcasting.
1: Yep, I'm sorry, everybody.
0: Well, we'll think of something else that we can do. But I'd like
1: to think that I greatly contributed to the cause of getting Funimation to put out these damn Blu-rays.
0: Yeah, those Funimation execs listened to us. They did. They know we're important. Because we have clout. Yeah. And they were like, oh, shoot. That, that Jordan Kai dude's calling us out. He is. Can you believe him? He's, he's owning us online. <laughs> and then they knew and they had to, they, so they scrambled.
1: I hope they didn't, because I want the release to be good and high quality.
0: They found the announcement plans, like, buried underneath a whole bunch of other, uh, papers. <laughs> they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta do
1: this. The worst part is that, uh, on the announce, like, they announced that at con or whatever. Um, and
0: they did a Twitter announcement that was just all of the big release announcements that they were going to do.
1: Yeah. And most of the announcements they had had cover art ready to be shown, but death parade didn't. So it was just kind of tucked into a corner.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, Oh, look at all those death watch stuff that you'll have. And then like third time over, I noticed, Oh wait, death parade's there.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Oh.
0: Yeah. Thank goodness. It's great. I'm happy. Me too. Support original anime this good
1: i would do this same segment again for erased but they have already announced blu-rays yeah Uh, but the anaplex yeah thanks anaplex for making me pay a combined total of 180 bucks msrp (laughs) for one show and that's msrp so like it's weird they have that listed but that's like the recommended price, but then above that they have the intended price, I guess, which is 120 per Blu ray. The
0: recommended price, I think, is for pre orders. I
1: guess so. So if you don't pre order, you pay $240 for erased.
0: Yeah. And a lot of extra shit.
1: The only thing that, that would make me erase is my.
0: Interest in the show?
1: Is my bank statement. Oh, that too. Yeah.
0: Damn. So anime. Anime. We've watched a lot of it this season.
1: Uh you have. I watched not. I watched a decent amount. I guess. Let's talk about it. Yeah.
0: First off, our returning shows, the reigning champs. Yep. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure.
1: It's been happening.
0: Yeah. So we just. By the time this is recorded, we just finished the uh, Cinderella arc. Is that episode. an arc? Episode. Okay. I consider every battle an arc but you know but we finished the cinderella's bit
3: Mm -hmm.
0: which means that we have kind of finished all of the or a lot of the sort of like ground laying and sort of slice of life stuff
1: we finished all the stuff before the actual story shows up
0: yeah so you know halfway in kind of the actual plot has started to develop or will start to be developed
1: because we're just about to meet the big next episode right
0: yeah next episode isn't that perfect
1: Tie yeah. a nice bow around all the all the pre-story stuff.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's I think that might have been a bit intentional because the Cinderella does take place after the introduction of Kira, but they moved it forward. Oh, that's right. I think for the sake of getting kind of all of that out of the way.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably a good idea.
0: Because then they don't have to break up a lot of the Kira stuff. Yeah, and I think that's cool. So, um, what has happened since the last time? We got a new opening.
1: Right, it's pretty bad
0: it's not good and um and that's kind of a shame
1: i don't even remember how it goes i didn't like the old one either but i remember how that one goes it's
0: butt rocky it's kind of just J rocky
1: yeah.
0: so let's yeah. see what has happened since then uh we met that ghost
1: okay was the baby oh, we... the baby was the end of the last season right yes so yes, we met okay. rohan mm-hmm.
0: we went rat hunting right we had rohan Kishabe's uh meeting with a ghost so
1: we had that was rohan three episodes
0: Rohan was two episodes. Okay. And then we had Shigechi.
1: Oh, yeah. And then we had Cinderella. Right.
0: So Rohan got introduced, the biggest
1: uh, D-bag in all of Jojo. No, I mean, you know, people people bust on Rohan all the time. I think he's not that bad. Look, he's just really dedicated to his work. Yeah. Have you seen that post about his calluses? That's him, (laughs)
0: right? Yeah. Okay. He's maybe a little obsessive. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe goes about things the wrong way, but he just wants to create the best work he can in Pink Dark Boy.
1: Yeah, see, at least he is a horrible human being for a reason. Jotaro doesn't have a reason; he's just a piece of shit.
0: He's just kind of a he's just kind of a douchebag. In part three, in part, in part four, yeah. he's
1: alright. Although he does get way owned by a rat. Yeah,
0: Well, those rats are fucked up.
1: Yeah, they're pretty strong.
0: But I think I think Rohan and kind of the. What he brings to the group as a whole is sort of charming. Yeah. Uh, first of all, his complete and utter disgust of Josuke. Uh-huh.
2: Relatable. Uh huh.
1: Relatable.
0: His his desire to be good friends with Koichi, who is the coolest person he's ever met. Apparently. That's
1: also relatable. No, not that last part. Nah, that's kind of relatable, I think. And uh, probably hates Okuyasu just by association. Well oh, that's with not Josuke. relatable at all. I take it back. He sucks.
0: <laughs> Damn. I mean, I think it's how really happy.
1: Hate on my beautiful boy.
0: I think the way that fight ends is sort of beautiful in a way that only Jojos could
1: have made it. What what happens again?
0: Rohan, like, because Rohan's like reading through all of the memories of Koichi. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is what's gonna get Josuke fucking mad, and he's gonna read my book and shit, right? <laughs> like uh-huh. he's gonna he's gonna force open his eyes so that he can capture him. Uh huh. And so he's like. Wow, your hair fucking sucks. It's for idiots, and you should get a new haircut. And Josuke gets so mad that his eyes blur and he can't read. Oh, right. So he just beats the like, shit out of Rohan.
1: Man, why don't I remember that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I but remember that's... that he beats him up, but...
0: Yeah, but oh, it's really good. It's really good, and that's probably why Roland hates Josuke. Yeah. Then they went rat hunting.
1: That was a good episode.
0: It's a good episode. It's like... It's... <laughs> it really doesn't matter ultimately you know, it's kind of just a dumb sidetrack
1: i mean yeah it doesn't matter but the rohan stuff matters and i don't think those episodes were that good
0: yeah then we had the then we had the hunting
1: yeah uh, there's some real
0: gross shit in it, it
1: was yeah weird fused humans and, like, oh my god that was so stuff. that was terrible and it was so censored
0: yeah well, it should have been. It was gross. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. They could have they could have toned it down a little, and then they wouldn't have had to censor anything. And
0: then I liked that Jotaro was like, hey, I'm going to get fucked up by a rat. I need you to shoot a bullet yeah, at it.
1: Yeah, he is definitely past his prime. Like, yeah. remember when he fought Dio? And now yeah. he can't even fight a rat? <laughs>
0: that rat fucking owned him. <laughs> yeah. Well, turned, yeah, I mean, you know. Weren't th- were there two rats?
1: There were two rats, but I think they only really ever fought one at a time.
0: Yeah, but it's like, there are two rats. There really were two rats total, so
1: it was an endurance run.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and, uh, Josuke certainly couldn't get hit because he couldn't heal the horrible melting of his flesh.
2: Yeah. That
0: was Josuke only. that was Jodoro only. Yes. Then we had Rohan kind of start the Kira storyline. Mm-hmm. Because he meets that ghost that's been murdered.
2: Oh, right, yeah.
0: And I think that's, they did a really cool bunch of effects for that Yeah, section. they did. There was some really cool stuff to that, a really good build, I think,
2: yeah, although it's, and also um, the th- the
0: introduction proper of Kira in that episode uh-huh, I think went really well. uh yeah, I guess so, just'cause just because just it's like it seems innocuous, and then by the end of the episode, like with the kind of credits roll and everything, it's very clear that this guy is gonna pop up a lot more.
1: Yeah. Because okay. of all the
0: hand imagery in the rest of the season.
1: I'm not sure how well that would go over with people who know nothing about the manga, to be honest. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I guess it's an introduction of, oh, this guy's fucked up. Yeah. He's probably going to show
1: up later. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah. And then we had Shigechi, which Shigechi is all alright kid. He's got some problems.
1: Was That that was two episodes as well, wasn't it? Yes. Well wow, man, what a weird story to make two episodes out of. Yeah. But it's a good story, so it's okay.
0: He's a middle schooler and he just doesn't know how to handle power.
1: Yeah, and he has Bart Simpson hair.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's really the biggest, the biggest wrong thing going for him. I bet he'd have more friends. Uh,
1: yeah, t- totally. If he didn't have
2: Bart Simpson hair.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, that's, that's just an episode about how greedy everyone is mm-hmm. in JoJo's.
1: Good, that's kind of so, charming.
2: Yeah.
0: She gets, he's an alright kid. Uh, Josuke and Yasu
1: beat up a middle schooler. It's great. Oh, yeah, they do do that. It's a fun time for the family. (laughs) Everyone loves it. Yeah.
0: And then episode 20, we had the Cinderella story, which I think
1: humanizing Yukiko. Yeah, almost weirdly so. Like, like she basically becomes a different character in this episode.
0: Yeah, and I think that's... I think having her not just be a one-off sort of thing is nice in a way. Uh, Yeah. Because I think she as a character... Clearly has like a lot, go- a lot more going on than just her initial arc would have assumed.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Cause like she, she is humanized in the same way that it's just like anyone who's kind of obsessive and doesn't know how to handle their feelings is humanized. Right. Of. Like she gets a real, I think that story is really good in a way of making her seem like she's not quite as crazy as her initial perception may come off as.
1: Well, I don't know. I think they kind of cheapened that by basically having none of those old characteristics still stick with her for this episode. Besides her being violent. Yeah, I guess. The violent
0: tendencies and the anger is definitely there.
1: Uh, Yeah, a little bit. But it's very much understated, which doesn't really make sense considering how overbearing it was in her first appearance.
0: Yeah, a little bit of that. But still, I think Yukiko is a good character, and I think this kind of exemplifies what the good parts of her are. Sure.
1: She's alright. She's all, Yeah, she's alright. I Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know what? Koichi gets to be happy.
1: Why do so many powers in Part 4 have to do with, like, doing weird stuff to people's body structure?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, Cinderella does that. Uh, The rats do that.
1: The rats um, do that? Uh, th-
0: Rohan, Rohan sort of does, does it. that.
1: I mean, I guess, te- technically, Yosuke does it, too.
0: Yeah, because he can heal things weird. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, I mean, I guess guess you could count the puppet.
1: Oh, mm, I don't know, maybe.
0: That baby makes everything go
1: invisible. Yeah, that's weird.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of, there are a lot of body affecting powers. Yeah. I guess the hand could technically do that.
1: I was thinking, like, specifically Rohan and Cinderella, like, visually Mm -hmm. their powers are very similar.
0: Yes, in that they kind of rip pieces off of. Yeah, people. just like
1: we they just like take pieces out like they were a model kit for rearrangement. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think the I think the best thing about the Cinderella episode honestly is the ending where it shows how good of a dude Koichi is.
1: Co- yeah. I don't know. It and was also, it was really cheesy.
0: It's really cheesy, but I it's charming, I think.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: There there is a charm to it. Araki's a real romantic. He just gets it.
1: <laughs> he gets it, yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet he gets all the chicks.
0: Yeah. Wait, isn't he married?
1: Oh, I mean...
0: He might be married. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, hey, he got... He made it to the fourth base. Home yeah. Run. Steel ball, run. <laughs> yeah,
0: fourth base.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it, getting married, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it. They call it an infield pop fly. <laughs> Uh, next up. Uh, well, do you have anything else to say about JoJo's? Uh, no,
1: I have very little to say about JoJo's, actually. My, um... I, think
0: I think it's still staying fine. I think that's a big thing, though, is, like, we still haven't hit a plot.
1: Well, I mean, you I know me, kind of... I don't hold JoJo's in as high yeah, regard as, big, as a lot of people. Yeah, you're not as big on JoJo's. Yeah.
0: But it's, I think, I think they've done well with what they have. Yeah. And maybe once things actually start to build with some sort of tension, things will be... Things will be more worth talking
1: about. I do. I do think that once the story picks up, part four gets a lot better. Yes.
0: Yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll reconvene uh, next episode mm-hmm. and talk about it. Yeah. Next up, Matt Cross Delta. Still watching it. Still watching it. So one thing I don't think I've talked about a lot
1: in uh, relation to this is how good I think the music is. Uh. No, I, I... Yeah, I guess not. You've talked about the music, but not really... So, I think... And as it goes on,
0: I think the music just keeps getting better because a lot of the... Even just the insert songs are, aren't just falling into the same sort of, like, uh, subsection of pop that you think a lot of idol stuff goes into. It There are a lot of different, mm-hmm. like, electronic and kind of natural instruments kind of blending together. Lots of horn stuff. There's even some kind of, like... There's occasionally like breakbeat stuff and stuff that's just—it's weird. It's—it's a very good combo that kind of keeps things fresh and interesting. And how they sort of like put motifs into the music depending on who the lead is. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, one thing I forgot to note the last time we talked is there was uh, (laughs) there, there were episodes where they were hacking, like they were hacking and infiltrating places, and they have insert songs about hacking. (laughs) it's so good it's so good Singing your hacker voice so they're (laughs) (laughs) but they're they're doing they do like a a whole song between two of them as they're like infiltrating this like military base about and because all of them are love songs it's like this really weird sort of like um, metaphor kind of stuff for kind of like breaking your way into someone's heart and kind of making them like you that's weird but but they all use the same energy of like hacking and the things that they're actually doing, and it's kind of green. Okay, it, it's it's very charming.
1: It's good that they keep the music varied because in a show that's longer than just thirteen episodes, that's music focused. Um, you know, I think if you do that wrong, that could yeah, get really annoying really quickly.
0: And one nice thing is that they don't repeat songs a lot. Do there they? are definitely songs that come back for performances. Okay. But I feel like maybe at least every other performance that they do introduces a new song. Okay. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff that keeps happening, and I think that's also really good in a show that's going as long as this is. Yeah. For, for sure. And um, I, I also talked um, last episode about sort of like I kind of lost the plot
2: mm-hmm. for a
0: while because it seemed very reliant on previous Macross knowledge. Yeah. And I think as the plot of this story has started to come to a head in the first part of its last core, I feel like that's lessened. Because not only has more have it has it been easier to kind of get the implications of what's happening without knowing all that, there have been portions where the history of Macross has become important enough that they talk about it. Okay. So they are describing things that have happened throughout the history of the universe, and it kind of explain better what's happening now thanks to it.
1: So does that mean that does that mean that uh, all of the Macross shows are in the same take place in the same canon? Yes. Okay.
0: They all take place in the same
1: canon. Okay.
0: Uh, they constantly refer to the fact that the other bands existed, yeah. and that these conflicts that went through happened in their universe. Okay. Which I, that's. You know that's that's cool. I think a, a series like this that doesn't have to have that is always nice to see. Just they're like far enough apart that none of them directly affect each other, but the consequences of what happened yeah help to fuel later things. Okay, and all of them are based around music as sort of a weapon. That's neat. it that,
1: that seems like it would be weird because the, the older Macross series were more serious than this one, right?
0: I think in some ways. Yeah. In some ways, it's maybe not quite as goofy, but like, uh, I think there are definitely parts of it that are just that get just as goofy. Okay. Like one of the bands that they have is like this, like, like very classic rock band with you know this big dude who plays a guitar mm-hmm. and kind of them using that as as a weapon. Kind of. There are goofy moments to it, but nothing quite as. This feels a lot more modern in the way that it is humor.
1: Yeah, in right. its humor. Like, I know, I know the old... Like, I know Macross has always been silly. Like, just the concept of music as a weapon is silly. But I, I, I get the feeling that it was more self-serious in the past, at least. Like, it took itself more seriously.
0: Yeah, and I think there are shades of that in here. Mm-hmm. Because, again, as the plot picks up, things start to be developed in a way that really affects the characters. And I right. think a lot of them have worked really well. Like, just tying... So, that there's kind of... There's kind of an old conflict and new conflict here between the two warring parties, Mm -hmm. where like the, 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 the space government and this kind of like lone wolf planet have always kind of been at odds. And they were in a war previous to this. And some of the players in that war are either players in this new war or are related to them. So suddenly they're held up to similar expectations and stuff to their forefathers kind of thing right there are a lot of connections and stuff that as it's gone on it, it's gotten a lot better i feel like i understand all the characters the plot a lot more and i've found it a lot more engaging because i can start to understand everything without feeling like i'm left out
1: but do you think that the show would have been better off if they had made it Completely standalone and not require any knowledge of previous Macross series because it sounds like it's getting better because the show is dealing with the need to have that backstory, better.
0: recognizing that they need that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think if it maybe weren't so heavily connected, yes, maybe mm-hmm. because I feel like that's also a thing of the other Macrosses, Macross series. Yeah, is that they all have a connection to it and things that you might want to know from previous ones. Mm-hmm. but with this one feeling a lot more like a reboot for a modern audience yeah maybe it would have been better to see a little less of a connection
1: yeah because you talk about uh you know it, it was kind of bad at first because you didn't understand but now you understand mm-hmm. more because they're focusing a lot more yeah uh, so it's better now than it was at the start but it still doesn't sound like the show actually gets anything out of having that connection
0: i mean there yeah it's some of it is wink and nod stuff that I think you'd only get a lot out of if you knew the rest of it. Yeah. Because like I get it, but I'm not like ah, oh, I see this, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a case of I think it it could work as an introduction to the series if only because it would make you interested in seeing the rest of it. Yeah. It's still not bad though, and I think a lot of what it does is really good. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm following it to the end. Like, the plot has really started to pick up sort of on the war forefront. Like, the battles are becoming more important. They have less time for sort of the goofy slice of life stuff that they did at the start. Mm-hmm. But the characters that they developed during those slice of life portions now have sort of these character interactions that make a lot more sense because they were allowed to have that time downtime. Okay. It's very, it's very cool. Cool. And Ace Attorney, I'll be quick about. It. Okay, I'm still watching that. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's still a good adaptation, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they skipped out on the second introduction, uh, phase for the second game.
1: Okay, that's smart.
0: Which, which is smart because it's basically just like a recap, more or less. Yeah. It's kind of oh, did you forget how to play this game? And we don't need that. We're watching an anime. Um, and it, it still has its issues with like animation. It still doesn't look maybe as clean as you'd want it to. Hmm. And, um, but, like, it still does a lot of justice to the cases. You don't lose out on a lot by watching this. Okay. But I don't know if it works as, if it would work as well if I weren't familiar with the games, because I think a lot of the charm is fucking up, in okay, a way, yeah. okay. in the games. Like, getting some of the weird dialogue choices and stuff.
1: And there's none, none of that in the show?
0: No, it's, it's very much...
1: St- it's very much a best case scenario? Ha! Yes. Okay. That seems weird though because that kind of goes against uh, l- l- like, the, the character of Phoenix yeah. Right, himself.
0: Yeah. I think part of that is maybe the difference between what it's like in Japan and what the localized version is.
1: Oh yeah, that could far- totally... Because mean. as
0: far as I understand Japan, he's a lot more of like the straight man to everyone, the everything else. Oh
1: man, he is? That sounds terrible.
0: Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, He's not quite as goofy, he's not quite he doesn't come off as quite as like pathetic in a way. Oh,
1: uh, Japan's got a rough they got the bad Phoenix right.
0: <laughs> so they have a Phoenix right that's a lot more like kind of dealing with these things as they come along, instead of kind of being sassy. Yeah. Cause you know what I'm talking about with the games, right? Yeah, like yeah. he has he has like comebacks and stuff. Yeah. And that doesn't pop up as much in the anime.
2: Hmm.
0: Uh one really good thing though. Yeah. Uh <laughs> at one point <laughs> They go to get ramen, uh-huh. and Maya refers to it as burger noodles <laughs> <laughs> in the localized subs.
1: Oh, no. and once again, localization wins. Oh, that is really good.
0: <laughs> the dedication to that, even though they can't edit sprites and stuff, and clearly they have to deal with the Japanese version of things, uh-huh. they find a way. But like, um, one one also nice thing is that, um the case that they're currently in the circus case yeah infamous for being long and tiresome and bad yes they fit it into three episodes oh well I, that's still a lot well it, it it is but uh but i think one of the big things is that means that what would be like 3 hours or so of gameplay is like an hour and a half
1: yeah but isn't that isn't that doesn't that go for the rest of the cases too? Like, don't they fit in less screen time than game time?
0: But the thing about the circus
1: case in particular is,
0: it's a lot of running around. It's a lot of getting singular information from people to open up new things in other places.
2: Yeah, that's true. And
0: the way that the, the way the anime handles it is streamlines all those conversations. Okay. And removes some of the fluff and stuff. It's it is a nice concise way to reexperience it. I don't know if it works. Without the knowledge okay. of the games. But I, you know, I, I would be interested to hear if someone was just watching this as the, their experience and what they were getting out of it.
1: I don't think a lot of people would do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It could work, but I, I just don't know. No. But I, I've been enjoying my time with it. Um, the mu, like the music is acceptable and like kind of reimaginings of what the game music is, maybe without the GBA sound chip.
3: Uh
2: huh.
0: And you know, like there's there there are definitely some good parts. So I think that they do a lot with the characters that doesn't quite work with the visual novel aspect. Uh huh. And so it's it's cool. It's 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 a very nice way of re-experiencing these stories without having to play all the games again. Okay. I'm sad that it's going to kind of end at game two, but I mean, they had the time. They they're have.
1: they're already stretching it thin from the sounds yeah. of it, so it might be five for the best.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then next, it's all new shows from here on. Yeah, let's start with
1: orange. Let's start with orange. It's good. Um, uh,
0: yeah. Do we want? Do we want to describe oh, orange yeah, the, the, the story the, first? That's probably a, a good bit.
1: idea. I don't know if we have to because it doesn't. Um, the story doesn't go much deeper than the premise, or at least it doesn't have to for the sake of introduction. But I guess we may want to. We may still introduce kind of the basics. Yeah, sure sure okay so it's about a character called uh, Naho and she's a girl in high school um, and one day she finds a letter that turns out to be from her future self and the goal of the letter is to try to change certain things that she did over the course of her high- time in high school so that uh, another character a new ex- exchange student called Kakaru and does ends up not killing himself which he did in the timeline of this future Naho and that's sort of what the story is about. We get certain uh, events that uh, happen that are like retold in the letter, and it's uh, and now it's put to the task to change those events in order to make the timeline more positive. Yeah, and it it's really good. It is really good. It, first of all, it looks very good. Uh, yeah, it, it really does. The only thing I'm
0: kind of weird about is how toothy all the characters are.
1: Yeah, that's uh, th- that's something that they carried over from the manga. One thing they didn't carry over from the manga is how open everybody's eyes are. They changed that.
0: Okay. But I, that was just one of the things I always noticed when they talk, so they just, they are very toothy. Not that that's a bad thing, it's just noticeable. And everybody
1: has a flared upper lip. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... What angle are we going to approach this from?
0: Let's start with the premise itself. Okay. I... The premise gives a very cool, I think, idea of what this sort of story can entail. Mm -hmm. Because it is is not she has a cheat sheet for the rest of her life. No. It is, here are some of the more pivotal moments that I think I could have affected someone.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. It's actually... It's well, a lot of at different is. moments to the point that I find it, like, hard to believe that this character was able, to, that not older Naho was able to recall all of this. I mean, maybe she read her old diary. That yeah, would make some, sense. some
0: of them are big, some of them are small, but all of them are related to sort of trying to make sure Kakeru kind of does the most he can with his time. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's not just a cheat sheet because it's a lot of, you have to understand that young Naho didn't do these things because of who she is as a person
1: and because she didn't know
0: yeah she's but like she is a timid person she doesn't in a lot of ways know how to handle this situation mm-hmm. and so a lot of it is she has to fight her own urges to sort of ignore this yeah in order to try to save kakeru
1: and i think it's interesting uh that even though she uh like in the earlier episodes at least even though she she gets told do this or else this is going to happen, and even though she knows what's going to happen, she still ends up doing the exact same thing, like doing it as it was in the original timeline, just because she's so timid and she can't put anything forward.
0: Yeah, and it start and there are like bits and pieces where, it's like, if it's easy enough for her to do, she'll do it, and then as soon as something kind of more outside of her bubble has to happen, she definitely slinks away again. Yeah. Because, like, having to take place in this softball game, that was simple enough. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, you have to do this thing with Cocker. You have to interact with him in this way that is completely unnatural, you know. Yeah. You have to tell him not to go out with this girl. <laughs> kind of the things that it would take a lot of... It would take a lot of work as a person to get over these sorts of feelings.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. And I think, actually... um, like I said at the start that the goal is to, to like try to stop Kakaru from committing suicide eventually, but the series plays coy with what actually happened to him for like the first half, I'd say, mm-hmm. about of the show.
0: It's kind of he dies. Yeah, no, or at least it. he
1: leaves might even be an option early on. Right. Uh, the, the way they worded in the English subtitles is, uh, Kakaru isn't with us anymore. And I mm-hmm. wonder if the wording was even more vague in the original version. Maybe. Yeah, because like Cause then uh, later on in the letter it actually says it goes it goes through stages. At first it's Kakaroo. We don't interact with him anymore. Then we find out that he died, and then we find out found out that he committed suicide.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And like wh- one of the conceits of the story is that Naho is trying not to read too far ahead. Yeah. And when she breaks that,
1: that's when she learns kind of the bigger history about everything. Because the letter tells her not to read ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It,
0: it, I think it says that, yes. Yeah,
1: I think so too. But it doesn't matter. Um. But yeah, yeah.
0: Ultimately, it doesn't really matter. But, and, and so it's a lot of Naho trying to, well, Naho is clearly into Kakeru. Yeah. And I thought something interesting just coming out of this that I thought about and that the anime doesn't need to explore is sort of, if you're told you're going to fall in love with someone, does it change the fact that you were in love with them? Because the letter is very much your way into Kakaroo, you're gonna fall in love with him. This is the moment that this happens. Yeah. And so, does that influence it? And does that matter? Was something I started thinking about. And I thought that was, that was something I don't think about. No. So it was, it was neat
2: that to was kind of neat. have
0: that sort of quandary for me.
1: Cause I think it doesn't matter. I think... I uh, probably, I probably wouldn't. Well, it might because, uh, depending on, uh, what kind of interactions you have, your uh, personalities might interact differently with each other, too. And yeah. then you might not... Uh, the appeal might be different.
0: But the beginning, I think... She doesn't follow it for the very beginning bits. No. And then I think sort of everything falls into place in the same way, which makes us that her ve- feelings are the same. Yeah. And then kind of the rest of the story is her trying to figure out what it is that would make Kakeru happy. Yeah. Because... He, it, it comes out later that he has a lot of regrets because on the first day of school, he doesn't go to visit his mother in the hospital
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and she's not doing well mentally. And she ends up committing suicide because he's not there during the switch from her, one, her old hospital to her new one. Yeah. And he blames himself for it. And that's the big conflict in his mind. Mm-hmm. Something that Naha was unable to change. Yeah. Because that was the very first thing in the letter is don't have him hang out with you on the first day of school. Right. But it goes through anyways, and it sets off these events that now we have to solve the problem going on here. Right. And it's, I I like, the emotional core of it is very strong. I think it hits the notes that it tries to consistently.
1: Yeah, it it does. I think so, too. Um, One thing I really liked about it is that for a change, or at least it seems that way, uh the characters that we follow in this anime are the are not the 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 losers they're like the the cool kids
0: or at least they have they are not like the outcasts. Yeah. They fit in pretty well, and some of them are more popular than others.
1: And I think, uh, I think it makes sense why a lot of shows don't do that, because if you're hanging out with the cool kids, that means, like, the cool kids have a lot, have a big entourage, so you have to introduce more characters. Right. Um, and I think the show does have to do that eventually. Like, the main cast but is pretty big, it's six characters. It's like
0: six characters, but I think they are a close knit group of friends. Yeah. And the way they interact already introduces you to who they are.
1: Yeah.
2: They which, don't
0: have to do descriptions and stuff, it's just, you know how what kind of person they are by the way they interact with the other people in their friend group.
1: And what kind of people they are is that they're all weird aliens who don't quite know how humans interact. Because all the dialogue in the series is really weird. At least at the start, it is for the first couple episodes.
0: I think as friends, they interact in sort of a way that makes sense. They are very, like, close-knit. They, they talk to each other in very goofy ways. That's kind of like, this friendship has been established for, like, a long time.
1: Right, but I think all the, like, individual characters are so weird. Like, they, they they say sentences weird. They There's weird long pauses between, like, different sentences when they talk. I guess Maybe. that's another thing, too. The direction of the show is really weird. Like, they hold shots for way longer than they should, or sometimes way shorter. And what's or up at least with that, that would seem
0: appropriate.
1: Yeah. I, don't know. I could see that. I think I like. I, I liked it right from the start, but I, early on, it definitely f- something felt very much off about the show, I think.
0: And it might be a translation thing. We don't know. That could be. It's hard to tell. but, yeah. And I think the... the So we're episode six yes. here. And I think it's... It just introduced a big thing to the story that I thought was really cool as like the, the last scene to an episode. What was that? That was that, um. Spoilers oh, from here who, on out, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess more spoilers yeah. from here on out. Um, what's his name? Shoot. Um. Who? Hi- uh, Hiroto. Yeah, Suwa. The the, the red haired kid. Right, the football player. He has a letter from the future as well.
1: Oh, right, yeah.
0: At the very end, when Nahu's like trying to tell him what's going on and why she's not feeling well after learning all this stuff about Kakaru, mm-hmm. Hiroto's like, Oh, so you got a letter, too. Wait, I don't he rem- shows off his. I don't
1: remember this. Was this after the credits? No. Oh. This was
0: right before the credits in
1: episode six. Oh, that's weird.
0: And he shows that he has a letter. Yeah. Presumably from future him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's a really good, like, end-of-episode cliffhanger. That's a good hook, yeah. Is that suddenly Nahu's not the only one who has to hold this burden. Yeah. It's It's cool. Orange is... Orange is just really good. Do you think I they're
1: going to force a love triangle off of that? Because they already did no. a little bit.
0: I think, I think Hiroto himself has already sort of, we like said no to that.
1: Okay. Because he's that is very, true. He really, is very nice. He,
0: yeah. He's very nice and has very clearly been pushing for Kakaroo. If
1: you want to do this thing, do it. Right. But uh, what, what I mean is, do you think that uh, Naho is going to fall for him because now they're going to have this added angle of interaction? No. No? Okay. I don't think so. I think they might I think they might do that.
0: Uh I would like that they wouldn't. For sure. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that would
1: add to the story. Yeah, me neither. That's why I hope they don't.
0: Yeah. I think it would be a lot better without that. Because right now it's just the story of trying to save one person. I don't want that complicated by some of the other like shoujo rom com trappings.
2: Right, yeah.
0: And I think the I like the villains of the story as well. As villains. Yeah. Villains. Uh, quotes. The, Mm -hmm. like his, uh, his ex, the senpai.
1: Right. Yeah. I know who, I know who you mean. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like the fact that I guess I like them in a way that it's very clear that she is a bad person. Yes. And they use that to sort of complicate all these relationships, particularly between Kakaru and Naho. Yeah. And sort of the way that, uh, their friends help to make it so, what is her name? Oeda? Uh, Oeda p- doesn't have any chances to, uh, fall for him again. Ueda, yeah. Yeah. And sort of, it it's good because I think it, sh- it really also helps push the angle of these friends are really close knit and dead set on helping Naho. Mm-hmm. I think it, it just helps build these character relationships better. Because there yeah, are total yeah, people in high school like that.
1: Um, People are shitty, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, people are shitty. She's really possessive. Yeah. For sure, and, like, that's a thing. And I think that's a good thing, too, is, like, all these characters seem very human in the way that they interact with others and how they see themselves and their friends.
1: See, I don't agree with that. Okay. I think, Like I said, I think Uh, they're a little alien this was definitely more earlier episodes than the later ones like i think episode five and six four five and six it probably got a little better but early on i definitely think characters interacted with each other in a very weird way
0: okay and that is that just dialogue or just the way that they interact in the
1: whole Uh, not it it was all dialogue i think but not just the words that they were spoken but also the way they were spoken okay yeah but not to such a degree that i think uh the show falters because of that because i still think it's really good
0: yeah, it's definitely a group of friends that kind of, like, bust each other's balls a bit. Yeah. And I think that comes across really well, is that kind of... They they goof on each other a lot. Yeah. But they're still... They're still, like, best buddies, and they always help each other out. Yeah. It's cool. I like it, and I'm really excited to see how it
1: ends. Yeah, me too. With that opening, though, jeez.
0: You don't like the opening? No,
1: it's so, like, it's 70s anime, like... No, I don't
0: like the ending very much, but that's just the song. Yeah,
1: and what what's what's up with those trees? Are they rotoscoped? Are, is that animated? It looks really strange, like in the I opening. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Oh well.
0: Next up, uh, sweetness and lightning.
1: Oh, that's what this is. Okay.
0: Yeah, sorry. I used the I used the names I had. Yeah, I thought this was gonna be about
1: some Inazuma Eleven show in here, but no,
0: please, <laughs> <laughs> please, I have taste. No, um, wow, no, Inazuma Eleven, all right, but. Uh, Sweetness and Lightning is very charming. Um, It's definitely a feel-good sort of show. Yeah. Um, It is about a single father uh, with a recently deceased wife, and kind of his trials and tribulations trying to learn to take care of his kindergarten-age daughter
1: on his own. Right.
0: But it focuses mostly on the idea that um, Kohei, the father. Yeah. Uh, and constantly makes, like, instant food okay. for smoogie, his daughter. Yeah. And it's just, it's a very relatable sort of, like, piece of parenthood that I think is kind of important, is that you, you want to feel like you're doing best for the kid, and definitely feeding them instant food is bad.
1: That, yeah, that's no good. I mean, I mean so, it's not that bad.
0: It's not that bad, but it's definitely, like, there are better alternatives, yes, I guess, okay, especially yes. for someone so young and like grown. Okay,
1: that's right. She is like five. She, she is kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's pretty bad. I changed my mind. So,
0: <laughs> and so it, he meets a student of his because he's a part-time teacher, mm-hmm. and he meets a student who whose mother runs a very popular f- restaurant in the city. Okay, and so. She is, offers, is this all
1: need to know information? Yeah. Okay. Because
0: she offers to teach him how to cook. Because she's not very good at cooking either. She just happens to have a family that's really good at it.
1: Right, and that's the crux of the whole show. Yeah, like okay.
0: they're both kind of bad at cooking, and together they're going to learn how to one for their one for his daughter and her for kind of her okay. taking on the family business kind of thing. And it's yeah. it. It hits it, like Orange, it hits its emotional beats consistently. It, it has a very charming child character who's voiced by someone very young, not kindergarten age, but by an actual kid.
1: Okay. Do you know that for a fact?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, or at least I, I read about it second hand, but.
1: No, that's, that's good enough. Like, it wasn't just yeah. a guess
0: yeah from other from other sources, it seems that this character is voiced by like an 11 year old
1: yeah because there's people who do a really like good job of sounding like their kids when they're not yeah. like the person who and, does the voice for Kirby is like sixty years old oh really yeah,
0: weird and like Doraemon, I guess is like 70s, 80s something yeah yeah, I don't know but um and and then like the you you definitely get the trials and tribulations of his father just really wanting to do his best of he he understands that this isn't the perfect situation and he wants to find ways to improve on it. Okay. And it's, I don't know, I, I really like the, it, it definitely has some goofy moments with sort of like, uh, father daughter interactions, just kind of playing around. When they cook, they always make sure to have everyone involved so it feels like everyone's included, kind of teach everyone as things are going on. It's, it's very nice. Okay. It's, it's, it's not like as immaculately animated food wise as a lot of the other ones where you go, oh man, this food looks really good. But you still get the gist of it. It's still, has that appetizing feel to it.
1: Man, food can look as silly as it want as it wants to in an animal. And I'll still get hungry. And I'll still get hungry.
0: Yeah. And like it's, it's such a mistake because there's one where they just make um like dumplings like gyoza. Uh-huh. And they make a lot of gyoza and I uh, watching it's like, shit, I kinda want
2: that. Mm-hmm.
0: It's and and um at some point in the story, I know that the student develops a crush for the teacher. Okay. But I know that that's not developed on at all. And the, the moment, the only moment I could consider very much related to that possibly is when she's like deciding that she wants to give the best part of this meal to the father. And the father just goes, nah, I'm good. Oh. And like just shuts her down 100%. Okay. And I think that's sort of what it's going for is it's never going to be reciprocated. That's good. And so ultimately, while it's not a necessary element, it's not one that's going to turn off because it turns like usagi drop or, you know, one of those things where it yeah, turns yeah. really weird in the
2: way it handles okay. it. Okay. Thank goodness.
0: But yeah. It, and it's, and it, it sort of teaches you how to cook. Like it goes, um, step by step because the, the young girl Katori and Kohei don't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. So, you get a little bit of experience knowing kind of what to look for and what to do with these sorts of meals, which is always kind of nice. Yeah.
1: You know, this and sounds, it, from your description, this sounds more like a, or like closer to a drama than I thought. Like, I thought just from the, from the description and from the, uh, the PV, I thought it was gonna be like purely a comedy show.
0: It has its comedy to it, but it definitely has its dramatic elements. Yeah. Like, there, there's definitely an arc where, like, uh, Smoogie gets into like a fight at school. Oh, no. And stuff like that. Because some kids are d That's the, not funny. The children are terrible. But like, there are also very cute moments where it's like, uh, <laughs> th- like uh, if they're doing something complicated with like a knife or something where uh, Smoogie can't take part. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, Smoogie, do like a good luck dance, and so Smoogie will do this really goofy dance <laughs> to and like do a chant to help, you know, help his dad. It's, it is, it is. F- it is funny in the same way that just seeing something cute and innocent is funny in a way, you know, like what kids do. Yeah. And, and so it's not like a balls to the wall sort of comedy thing. There's definitely a lot of dramatic elements, a lot of very like low key sort of stuff, but it's just, I don't know. It hits really well, I think. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, there's not a lot to say. It's not like there's an overarching plot line, but uh, it's, it's just, you know, each, each week it's like a new food that they learn how to make in a new situation of, kind of why they do it. It's,
1: it's nice. Yeah, all right. That sounds that does sound pretty good.
0: Yeah. It's it's a very charming low-key thing, just something to enjoy that's easy to enjoy. Yeah. Speaking of enjoying things. Let's talk about something you didn't enjoy. Yeah,
1: okay. The smooth as butter with Alan.
0: Yeah. That that's what they call me.
1: Uh-huh good old smooth as butter chorps i'm gonna talk about thunderbolt fantasy which is uh did we even discuss this during, during the preview episode
0: we didn't because we didn't think it'd get picked up it's it so it is it is the wuxia puppet show of genoa right
1: yes that's okay, right tell me about it um well like you said it's like it's a it's a puppet show it's uh it, it's not not in the sense that it's like um it's not like theatrically presented it's like fully like shot and choreographed and all that with real backgrounds
0: Right, it, it is. It is live action.
1: Parts. Yes, and it's written by your favorite author in mine, Gennaro Bucci. Right,
0: just love that guy. Yeah, and it got can't to... believe how can't believe how much I have to cut out of this podcast where you just <laughs> talk about how much you love Genere Bucci. I always
1: do it, and that's why these podcasts always run over five hours. Um, right. So the story is it's it's a very traditionalist sort of uh, I guess I would say Chinese, but I guess it's Korean actually.
0: Uh, I think it's. V- No, it's, um, Taiwanese?
1: That's the one, man, oh my god. We got through it. Um, (laughs) I'll cut out all the rest of it, they won't know our shame. Okay, (laughs) okay. Uh, The the basic outline of the plot is that uh, there's a family that protects a magic sword, and two of them are on the run, uh, a sister and a brother. The brother gets killed, and now the sister, who isn't really a proficient fighter, has to protect the sword on her own. Um... And she comes across like this sort of, this ronin samurai kind of guy who doesn't really want to get involved, but he gets involved because he protects her anyway, because there's mm-hmm. also this one dude who's just uh, over there smoking a pipe all the time, and he's sort of like his moral compass, and he gets him to protect her. Uh, and now they're, now they're a crew, and they're going to help protect her sword from the evil villain who just likes collecting all the coolest swords. And that's the premise, yeah. I of swords. Yeah. And... I I was interested in the show because of the, like, the novelty of it. The novelty of a Wuxia puppet show making it right, to the West, We probably. shouldn't say
0: it's a gimmick, but in Western in Western media, this is not
1: something you tend to see. Anything even close to it. Nothing like this has made it over here since Thunderbirds. Is that Japanese? It's foreign. Okay, yeah. Um, and of course, like, if anyone was going to be able to bring something like this, uh, well, first to Japan, and then over to the West, it's Genarubuchi
0: someone with
1: clout yeah and he probably has more clout uh he's probably the most bankable name in anime right now he's one of them for sure yeah and i think the puppet part of it is nice it's pretty cool and i mean obviously i wouldn't watch it if that wasn't the case right but the plot uh is not strong enough to hold up an entire show Okay. I think it starts off really strong. Like, the first episode has uh, a, has good action, good, nice puppet action, and it looks really nice. I like all the different, like, animation stuff they do. All the special effects look cool. Um, And the first episode is very dialogue heavy, and it's really good dialogue. But then... After a while, like once the episode three starts up, it gets to a point where we run into the biggest issue that I have with most of Gennaro work, especially his bad stuff, but even his good stuff, is that he is willing to make characters drop all of their characteristics and character traits so that they can spout exposition. Uh I only got halfway into episode three because the first 15 minutes of it were entirely characters saying facts at each other and it was terrible. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's just, uh, like, the plot is really standard. Like, there's, um, it's, it's a dime a dozen plots, so I definitely wouldn't have picked this up if it was just an anime. mm
2: mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so if the plot isn't strong and the puppet gimmick wears out, gimmick, quote-unquote, right. uh, if that point of appeal wears out pretty quickly, then there's not really that much left. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I ended up dropping the show after the third episode because it, it was going to be pretty clear that it was going to be one of Genirobuchi's worst outputs. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you said you had something to say just about Ginnon in general. Oh, yeah. Um, Before this.
1: Because, you know, I I talk smack about him all the time. uh, Just because I think it's funny because he is uh, a lot of hype surrounds all of his better stuff or his more well-received stuff. Like people really like psychopaths. People really like Madoka. And
0: things like this is why the podcasts are always seven hours long is because you also talk about how much you hate Gen
1: Urobuchi. I do. Well, no, that's not what I'm going to do. Because I do think that when Gen Urobuchi is on, he really is on. And for the most part, he manages to afo- avoid being rote. Um, like, he never does something because he sees other people do it and thinks that's what good anime is. I think he always mm-hmm. does his own thing. And that's why I think Fate Zero is good. And that's why I think psychopath is good. And, um... Season one. Yeah, and that's about it, yeah. actually. I think all of his other stuff's really bad.
0: I bet the game for Gunslinger Stratos is great.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. Um but I think like uh Monica is really bad because it is so heavily focused on characters saying exposition at each other and its dumb twist that is really uh once you get past the novelty of it, it really doesn't mean anything.
0: Also it's spawned a very embarrassing subset of Magical Girls.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I guess that uh, I guess in that sense it's pretty similar to this, is that once you get past the twist of it being a puppet show, there's no actually depth to it being a puppet show. Uh, in the same way that there's no twist to *Monica Magica being a dark magical girl anime.
0: There's that one cool scene, though.
1: There, Yeah, I guess. That a
0: lot of people seem to like, which is the guy getting a sword shoved in his neck and then spinning it so fast that his head shoots off. And then the skeleton bird comes by and grabs it.
1: That was pretty cool. That's the only, like, wacky thing that really happens in the first couple episodes. Oh, really? There's a really bad fight scene at the end of episode two where a guy shoots three arrows into a sky. He's fighting three people. And then he managed to maneuver them in such a way that, that all three of the arrows end up hitting them. And that's, like, ten minutes and it's agonizing. And, yeah, I just think I, I think Bucci didn't give it his all. And that, that's where the show falters. Okay. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. The intro is pretty cool. It's a good song. And, um, it's interesting how they handle it because anime intros tend to be very, um, non-sequential, tend to be like just very effect driven. And it's interesting how they handle that for a puppet show. Okay. So that was kind of fun, but on the whole, very disappointing. The best thing that came out of this was the, uh, was episode zero, which was sort of like a making of and like kind of again, had Ginnerbuchi there. So how sort
0: of, uh, makes all the puppets no, yeah no
1: no it was uh, sort of telling how this whole thing came to be
0: okay. I
1: think it was interesting what he had to say was that he wanted to do a puppet show because um there's a very real limitations in doing that whereas in anime you can think of something and you can draw that out and no matter what it is you can make you can be as cre- creative as you want because you can make anything and with a right. puppet show you can't really do everything like for example these puppets don't have legs so you can't show their legs um
0: and that kind of limits some of the action stuff you can do, sort of.
1: Because you yeah. have to think of,
0: what can a puppet do?
1: Yeah, and it still did have pretty good action for the most part. They did a good job with that. Okay. The puppets look good. But yeah, it, um... It was subpar overall, definitely.
0: Okay. Dang. Well, that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. But I'm glad this thing exists. Yeah, me too. And is accessible. Yeah. it It is a thing that I think as a genre is nice to see outside of just where it's popular
1: yeah um i'm if this hadn't come over i probably would have lamented it forever so i'm glad i'm I'm glad that i got to see it
0: all right speaking of glad to see things let me tell you something i'm not glad to see this is the series of drop shows okay first of all let's talk about this there are like four drop shows in a row rewrite is bad
1: yeah oh this is this was the good re-show right
0: yeah, Relife is the other thing. Okay, that's rewrite is the... actually the I hear that novel. I hear
1: that one's alright actually. So yeah. how about that? What a twist of fate! <laughs>
0: Can't believe it. So rewrite um, sucks, uh-huh. uh, and I think in a way that it sucks in a way that I think a lot of visual novel adaptations just do, uh-huh. which is they don't have enough time. Yeah, they clearly have to try to fit in as much content as possible. And worst of all, this takes place in a sixth route that doesn't exist, or like an extra route that doesn't exist in the game. That's weird. But it's supposed to be sort of like a like an addition to whatever
1: the true route is of the game. Okay, so it's like a, but 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 none of it is in the game.
0: Um, I think as far as I understand, it it is about a character that is like shows up but is not like fully explored. Okay, and this this is trying to include everything. And that.
1: Okay, oof. Which
0: makes me believe that this is a show for, like, more so than any other show, this is a show for people who have seen Rewrite, or have read Rewrite.
1: Yeah, you know, considering this, uh, Rewrite is a really appropriate title.
0: Yeah. But, um, but I, like, I want now to at least experience some of the game and see what it's like when it's not shoved into 13 episodes, Mm -hmm. and handled by someone known for competency (laughs) because this this just comes this comes off as just so cheap and wrong in a lot of ways like everything about this just feels off yeah because everything's too fast okay and yet nothing happens in the first double length episode
1: but do you think something good could be could have been made out of this based yes. just on what you've seen, okay?
0: yeah, because uh, uh, this is my belief is that visual novels can make every chapter as long as they want, yes, because the idea is that you're reading this and it is long anime, you have to fit a chapter or at least uh, have a decent start and end point to any episode, yeah, and that's just you can't really do that, I think, very well in. Especially with something where you have to try to fit in every character introduction episode one. Oh my god. Yeah, they they introduce like eight characters episode one because they need to get the plot moving. I
1: don't know if you have to do that. Like a lot of visual novels don't introduce all their characters. At they the same do time because either.
0: they only have thirteen episodes. Oh, yeah, okay. And I think that's an issue. Is definitely length is part of it
1: because mm-hmm.
0: I think that plagues a lot of visual novel adaptations. Yeah. And rewrite is just worsened by the fact that it. It wants to tell the story that's like tell a story that's not in the game, so it very much feels just for fans. Yeah. And I, I feel a hundred percent vindicated in that because I want you to look at this. I will put this in the video. Okay. I want you to look at this scene transition and tell me what you think of it.
2: All right, lay it okay. on me. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm starting in that. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh my oh no. Um okay so you want me to tell what happened?
0: No, I'll put it in the video, but if you want to if you want to try to describe what's going on
2: here.
1: Uh okay, so we had some Japanese text come up on the screen twice over. Yeah. And then a a a cardboard cutout of one of the <laughs> characters uh rotated onto the screen with the head being the anchor point. Uh, And then his once he was fully on the screen, I think they scrolled him up a little bit so his fly was on the screen so that he could open the fly on his pants, and then his eye was underneath it, and then it zoomed in on that, and that was the transition to the next scene.
0: Okay, so I'm so mad at this transition because it's so bad. It is really bad. It exemplifies a lot of things I hate about rewrite as an anime. But as it turns out, this solidifies the idea that this is for fans— because this is a reference to a scene not <laughs> in the anime and exclusive to the game where like this this guy like the main character this so this guy's named Yoshino, the guy in the in the in the uh animation here. Yeah, yeah. And so the main character is like trolling him by being like, Oh, make a video about how cool you are and it's a lot of things like this <laughs> and apparently it's a reference to that. But you wouldn't know because you wouldn't have played the game. Oh, that would
1: be a cool scene, I think.
0: Like that, and and so it's just, that, like, gives the idea that, yes, this is definitely not for new people. Okay. And that's what killed it for me, is especially knowing that. Also, it wasn't funny or particularly interesting, and I think that might be an adaptation issue. Yeah. I'd want to see the original to find out. That's It may be interesting in the original, so, I mean, I guess there's that.
1: That, uh, that Maybe that was, do you think, maybe that was intentional, maybe they were... Maybe. Maybe. I think that's the second time I've professed a theory like that. Oh, yeah, I did it with, uh, with Shrine Maiden uh, and yeah. yeah. the bear. Miko.
0: Yeah. The conspiracies run deep here in they anime do.
1: Land. They do. Every single anime, there's something going on behind the stage. Something sinister. Speaking
0: of behind the stage, I don't have a transition for yeah, this. Let's talk about D. Gray Man
1: Hallow. Um, I, I dropped this after one episode because I think... And maybe Deep Rainbow wasn't as good as I thought it was.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it it's 100% on you realizing that you don't enjoy the series that much,
1: rather than it being particularly bad. Also, I hate going to the Funimation website, because it's so bad. Right. I think if this was on Crunchyroll, maybe I would have stuck with it a little bit longer. <laughs>
0: but you, I think you, you just came to a realization that D. Greyman isn't what you thought it was when you originally watched it
1: I think so yeah uh, th- there's a, there's an edge to it that I think D. Greyman gets worse as it goes on Okay. because I think it's uh, the second series by this author but the first one that really like got going mm-hmm. uh, so she was definitely still an amateur writer by the time this series started and she never really improves I think uh, or at least not markedly uh, but okay. but she's better at the start because uh, this is I think relatable for pretty much anyone who's ever like created something long form uh, mm-hmm. early on you have something to prove and you put a lot of thought into every little part of it so you think about how every character is going to interact, how every picture is going to look, how every environment is and interaction is going to work um, and eventually you don't have time for that anymore because you're writing a weekly series and that's just the way it is and if you're not a skilled writer you can't put up with that
0: and that's weird because now it's on hiatus and it's also quarterly.
1: Yeah, well that uh, those sections aren't in this adaptation yet. This is the way Oh, right, up. this is
0: all stuff from before that, isn't y- it? Yes. And I hear it's kinda of breakneck paced. Like it's going through six volumes an episode at some times. That or maybe six chapters.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that sounds like a yeah, lot.
0: Yeah, I, I realized I made a the mistake. There was, but it's like six, seven chapters in an episode, and that's a lot. There was
1: definitely a lot going on in the first episode. I'll say this at least: uh, they they picked a good part to like suddenly cancel the original series and then pick a new one back up because it's right okay. when Alan's dad gets introduced.
0: Okay, so it, it is a good. It was a good spot for a break.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm okay. not, I wouldn't say it's a good spot for a jumping on point. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, um, it's a good part to to start this show back up again because there's, like, a nice big non-consequential, inconsequential fight scene at the start to, like, show everybody's new powers, and then there's a new edge to the story of, uh, of Alan. How's the animation in comparison? Oh, it's bad. Really? Yes. It's, you'd think, like, 30-episode show, you know, it would be a lot better than a weekly show they've had for two years. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, but it's rough, man. I'd say it's even worse than the original maybe maybe not cuz it's definitely more ambitious like there's more um it's Stuff. it is more animated than the old show was but it's just it's trying a lot more yeah, maybe yeah but it's going yeah. off model like so much more and so much worse hmm. yeah mm, it looks bad. it looks really bad yeah uh well i mean the first episode looked okay i guess uh but i've definitely seen a lot of uh gifs and images from later episodes that look really bad okay yeah but yeah, D. Greyman is, um, it's just not for me anymore. I've, outgrown grown that, I guess.
0: Okay. And I mean, that happens.
1: That, that not doesn't every, happen. Not
0: everything, even if it's good, can stick with you forever.
1: Yeah. I mean. And I think I, the writing really should have been on the wall already. Cause I've tried and failed to restart reading the manga from the beginning multiple times. And I've never been able to do it. I always get to about like volume eight and then it's like, ah, actually.
0: So. Last in this drop section. This is kind of the big set of drops. There are a couple later, but mm-hmm. this is the big chunk. Yeah. Um, Fukigen no Mononokian, or the Morose Mononokian. What was the story of this again? So, there's a kid named uh, Ashiya. And his, his first day of high school goes really poorly because he meets a yokai. And, like, nurses it because it's been, like, attacked. Yeah. It attaches to him. And so... It is a yokai that just makes you ill, like incredibly
1: deathly ill. Did you, like, start watching this post-preview episode? Because I don't remember this at all. Yes. Okay.
0: I watched five episodes of this. Yeah.
1: And so he then is like,
0: I need to get rid of this. And so he talks to another student at school who can also see yokai.
1: Another person who can yokai watch.
0: Yes. He is the Mononoke, and he is basically the- he is in charge of keeping the- the human world kind of free of dangerous yokai. Okay. And so, uh, in payment for him getting rid of this, uh, getting rid of this yokai who is possessing him, Ashia has to work for him until he pays off the ridiculous debt that he's expended by the exorcism.
1: Okay, oh, so this is like Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And so it's about uh, Ashia kind of learning to deal with the yokai world and the things that happen in it. Okay. Which isn't like a bad concept. No. And in fact, I think it started out kind of well. It had some good stories. The 3D on the on the yokai is a little weird. Like, if they're not in motion, I feel like it's harder to tell that they're 3D. But that's how
1: it always is with 3D, I think. Yeah. If it's and good, I think as, soon as they
0: move, and as, as soon as they move, it starts to go, oh but it's not bad. Okay. Um,
1: are the yokai always 3d? Uh, no. Or well, are the same yokai always 3d? Yes. Okay. All right.
0: Um, and so I, I didn't dislike it at the start. There are definitely like issues to it. It's Mm -hmm. not, it is a comedy that isn't exactly funny, but it has its moments and it, and it definitely has like that sort of, Every story has a moral to it that kind of leaves the characters feeling better about themselves, and those usually hit.
1: Okay, that's good.
0: But my biggest problem, ultimately, is that a lot of the comedy is in being mean. Oh. And it's, it like, uh the Mononokean is just, like, a rude dude to Ashia, and that's, like, the only thing that they really have going as a duo. Yeah. Is that he is mean to the main character because the main character is sort of a happy-go-lucky idiot who doesn't know how to handle this sort of stuff.
1: Man, that's terrible.
0: And there was a two-part episode where they actually go to the yokai world, and that was kind of cool. Because it, like, the visuals are really nice, and kind of the situations that they find themselves in are neat and different. But it's, it, it was just, like, non-stop. Oh, you're, stop being such a fucking idiot and doing these stupid things for idiots. And I, I, that just really, like, soured me on the whole thing that yeah. I dropped it. Like, that doesn't have to be unfunny, right?
1: No. I I mean, you can make a good... Well, no, you can't make good... Well, yes, you can make good jokes out of anything, but they won't be equally well received by any audience.
0: And I think this one is like, if it weren't... If that weren't the only joke the two had between themselves, mm-hmm. is that he... It, like, one guy gets mad and the other guy overreacts, like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to know? That, it would be better, but that's all they have going, and it's just... It was tiring.
1: Is it also the one character, so the main character was always the butt of the jokes? Or are there also uh, jokes it's that It's basically have... just
0: the main character is the butt of the joke. <laughs> okay. And okay. sometimes other characters are mean to him for the butt of a joke. Oh, no.
1: Like, he it's... he never gets a leg up on anybody? No. Oh.
0: He's always the one who messes up because he is an outsider to this world. Yeah. But it's just, it was tiring. It, yeah. It 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 is for someone it is not for.
1: me. It was, uh, it's weird for a show that has a moral at the end of every episode to take on such a structure.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah.
1: That's maybe a little bad.
0: But that's 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 the
1: series proper. Okay. I
0: I'm sure I, it's all right, but I'm I'm just tired of that particular type of comedy for how big it is. Yeah. In the story. It's just
1: Yeah. Why did you decide to watch this to begin with? I'm very curious.
0: Uh, um
1: This is the reaction I thought I would get.
0: It looks all right. No, um, (laughs) here's the, here's the, here's the thing though. Yeah. No, so, so over the last year or so, I've binged all of Natsume Yujin show and that is really good. And this has sort of the same kinds of trappings to it with maybe a little more of a comedy angle. Okay. So I wanted to give it a shot. Yeah. And I, and I heard that, you know, it was kind of funny and that there are definitely good parts of the characters. It's like, there are, but it's 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 definitely not the thing I'm looking for, especially with its comp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. That's a shame. Well, it's not a shame because yeah. it sounds like just bad to the core. Yeah.
0: I don't have a transition for this. Let's talk about a good show. Yeah.
1: Let's just talk about a good show. A monster. Yeah.
0: Do you want to talk about a monster?
1: Um. Yeah. I'll start with the premise, I guess. Uh. It's about. Uh, a character called, uh, Futaba, who moves into a little, uh, a tiny little coastal town when I think she came from the big city. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Uh, she moves there, and pretty early on, she meets another girl called Pikari, who is, like, uh, who lives with her grandma on the other coast, and she is way into diving, she's been, like, diving from a young age. Then eventually, they, through happenstance, they become friends, and together they join the diving club at the high school that they're both at, and hijinks ensue. Yeah. Yeah. Basically.
0: Um... I think, for the most part, it looks really good. Like, I like the way that the characters look.
1: I think, yeah, it, it looks... It, it does look really good, yeah. The
0: the, the... the school uniforms are maybe a little weird in the way that they're forever flowing.
1: Uh, the only problem I have with the school uniforms is that they wear boots? They wear thigh-highs? <laughs> they wear, like, weird, like... Or, like, yeah, knee-highs, I don't know. Knee-high
0: combat boots?
1: Yeah, that's... Yeah, that, that's, is a, it is a little weird. I'm very punk but, for a school outfit.
0: I think the character interactions are good because it's very much excited girl meets timid one. Yeah. And I think that they handled that particular thing well. Mm-hmm. Because there's a way to make it feel like one of them, it, like the excited one is maybe a little like too hard on it, like making the other character very uncomfortable. Yeah. But that doesn't really come across
1: this, which is nice. Uh, there, there are parts of that, but it's very much intentional, I think. Yeah. That's okay. I think
0: there are definitely parts where it's like kind of pushing beyond the boundaries for the sake of this character and learning to because that's kind of the story is that Futaba needs to learn to kind of let go of sort of the past and the things that she thinks are important and find new things when uh, when the opportunities rise. Yeah. It gives that vibe on. Mm-hmm. One thing that's maybe a little overstated is the, um, the comedy uh, like the Muppet I thing. don't think so. I I wish that the muppet thing were used more for effect than it is.
1: Okay, what do you mean?
0: There are, I think there are parts where it works really well in it, when they do the comedic timing, but I feel like there are also a lot of parts where it'll just be like the camera cuts around and suddenly someone has a muppet face not really for like an effect or like a comedy thing, it's just for the fact that they look goofy. Okay. And so I think that cheapens the comedic timing when they do get it right.
1: Yeah, okay. I can imagine that
0: you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Even if You don't agree.
1: Uh, okay. My problem with the uh, with the Muppet stuff is that from time to time they hold it for too long. When I think it's uh, best serves for like shorter jokes, there'll be parts where a character does a Muppet bit, so to speak, for like well over 30 seconds, and I think that's too much.
0: So similar but not equal problem that I have with it is that maybe it's used too much.
1: You, oh, I don't think so. I don't think or I don't agree, it, but I can see that for sure
0: cuz I I feel like there is a decent like comedic timing to it. Yeah. But I feel like the muppet faces sometimes cheapen what otherwise would be non-comedic moments. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes the and like some of the emotional moments where they they know to kind of cut that back, I think really hit well. Like some of the end of episode stuff. Yeah. Like the first time they're just lying in the pool, mm-hmm. I think that works really well. I think some of the stuff with like them going to the bottom of the pool and stuff like that, that works well. Yeah. I think it's good that they just have this this story that is just about sort of learning to make new friends that help you find what you're interested
1: in. Yeah, learning to find something. And learning to be, like, learning to dare to do something you want.
0: Yeah, because I think part of it is, like, Futaba doesn't really have anything she wants to do. It, yes. But seeing... Uh, she, does, she doesn't
1: ask. just not have things she wants to do. She doesn't want to do anything. That's a, There's right. a distinction between those two things.
0: Yeah. And so I think Picardy is the motivation she needs as a friend to find at least something that she wants to do, even if it's not something she follows through with, you know, to the end of her life. Yeah. You know, it's not something that follows her through even to college. It's something she wants to do now. Yeah. And that's the important thing is finding that thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's cool. It's I, it's really charming so far. I like it a lot. Yeah,
0: the characters are good. One thing I do really like about the Muppet faces: is all of them are unique. Each character, they all have yes. defining features to them that make them all different. <laughs> yeah. Because you have like the monkey face on um what's her name? I? I think it's I. Yes. Like Makoto always has his eyes closed. The teacher has that weird like fish mouth. Uh-huh. Like there's just things about each of them that I think is good that they differentiate them just that way. Yeah. It's cool.
1: I want to try I want to backtrack real quick to something you okay. said very briefly. Uh you said the characters are good. Uh I sucks. I is a bad character.
0: Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, I is overbearing.
1: Yeah, she, basically her character, uh, she's one of, there's like a brother sister, uh, pair of characters who are like twins.
0: I is the passionate one, and Makoto is sort of the laid back. Yes. Of if, if they're supposed to be a duo. Yeah. And, um,
1: they and I is like, comedically violent. Uh, <laughs> she beats up other people when she doesn't agree with them.
0: And again, I think that's a thing that, in maybe like once, that works really well. I guess. Well, I mean, the way that they do it with the Muppets, like it, it feels less serious that way. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is a constant.
1: But it's like uh, in the episode where she's introduced, like her violent tendencies are like a, an a, an actual plot point and like an instig and like instigate a series yeah, and of that's, events, that's a and bit that's much. bad. Yeah, that's that wasn't um, bad. like I'm very. I, uh, I've said on the show before that I think violence as comedy is universally bad, okay. uh, and I stand by that. And that's why I think most of the time when she's on screen, it's not good.
0: I think it's I I I don't a hundred percent agree with that. No, it's a very extreme view, and I know that. Yeah, and, and you, I think it has to be considered well for it to work. Yeah, like it, you can't just have it happen. Mm-hmm. You can't just make oh this kid's violent is the is the joke. Yeah, Like, I think there has to be more of a setup to that.
1: And that's not just the joke. It's, like, her prime characteristic is that she's violent. Yeah. Which I think is pretty ill-conceived. Especially in the show where every where every other character feels more like a person. Feels like they have like, uh, different emotional states that they switch to.
0: Like, maybe the one part where I really feel like it works in this is when they're at the pool in the latest episode, Six. Yeah. And they're the the three of them are watching futaba mm-hmm. like to learn to swim and stuff and the the violent thing that she does is like she gets really mad because she thinks he's being the one that's distracting and making people pay attention to them right so dunks him in the water as they try to hide everyone and kind of holds him too long i think yeah. that's okay as a joke
1: that's okay. yeah that one's all right but
0: but it's one of those things where it's like you need to have that in moderation and she is not moderating no but otherwise, I think it's a good show.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll say one more thing. Uh, I think this might mm-hmm. be edging a little bit on the controversial. I don't know. But uh, it looks like the main two characters are probably going to end up in a relationship together.
0: I don't believe this is a romance story.
1: Okay. It, they vary in that. Well, then that I guess that means my complaint here is two pronged in that case. Um, shit or get off the pot is the, what? Is the complaint here. The the idea of either you do
0: it or you don't make these sorts of like huge hints at
1: it. Well I think if they're not gonna do it, then I wish they wouldn't do the hint stuff because that Yeah, uh, that's what I that's what I'm saying. Because then you're just trying to fish an audience on false premises. Um but if they are gonna do it, then I don't want them to because Pikari has like the cognitive abilities of a seven year old. Like they take her wacky characteristics really far.
0: Yeah. They work good as friends and as foils. Yeah. I don't think they were good in the context of romance
1: that would make me super uncomfortable if they did. so I guess damned if they do, damned if they don't, but it's their own fault yeah i I think the I think the issue
0: hundred percent is if they're not gonna do it that that particular like hand holding scene at the bottom of the pool,
1: yeah, and at the end shouldn't of the OP. Have been
0: as shouldn't have been as pushed as it was,
1: yeah, like the end of episode six, uh when they're like at the end when they're at the end of the car ride, and they're like they um. Uh, Fut- Futaba starts blushing just at the idea of being alone with Pikari when she didn't expect it. Yeah, it's... So
0: they're they're
1: they're, they're dropping a lot of hints in that direction. And I wish they wouldn't. I wish they wouldn't. And it, I mean, it's fine if they do and they still end up in a relationship, but it has to be addressed, at least. The idea has to be addressed or else this is all there uh, just to try to keep an audience in that you otherwise wouldn't have. And that's gross.
0: Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, battery. That, so this is, so I guess with a Manchu starting, we're sort of in the sports-like section.
1: Oh, are, are, yeah. I guess we are. Okay. Because diving is idea. like a sport.
0: I put all the sports-type things together.
1: Yeah, diving is definitely a sport. Come on, man. there's no reason to be.
0: They maybe don't treat it like a sport in the anime, but it is a sport. It is a
1: sport. Yeah, it's
0: it's tough. Okay. So, um, battery.
1: Battery is so good.
0: Battery is the is a is the middle school uh, sports story
1: this season yeah but only like that's just the set dressing it really should have probably been a high school story because none of these characters act like they're in middle school it's ridiculous Ex- except
0: for maybe how bratty they are
1: yeah and that one kid that has a tendency towards crying he seems he's pretty middle schooly.
0: there's a lot of innocence isn't the right word but there's a lot of juvenile moments yeah. to
1: it yeah uh, premise real quick oh, wait, let me open up the right page uh, it's about a character called uh, Takumi, who wait—is the threat? Yes. It's about a character called Takumi, who also moves to his li- like a little podunk town somewhere from the big city, I think. Uh, moves in with his parents and his grandfather. He is uh, a pitcher, a baseball pitcher, and he's like way good at pitching for his age.
0: I think they say he's the best in the region for his age. I think so
1: too. Yes. Um, and he, uh, like, he—he is—he is, he is kind of a, a bad person. He is a really annoying and bratty little kid.
0: He knows how good he is. He knows how
1: good he is, yeah. And he's just like, but also he just doesn't care for other people's feelings at all. Uh,
0: He's really mad because he can't find a catcher.
1: Yes, but he does find a catcher eventually in the form of Go, who is like, uh, who is in his same age, but who is like a lot more just a a nicer, more caring person in general.
0: Again, like a foil. Yeah. Whereas uh, Takumi is very like rude and, um, very much into himself. Go is a lot more like someone who wants to do the best for
1: everyone. else. Yes. Uh, and the story is about like, they they're in the same middle school together. And this it's the story about them being in the baseball team together. It's not
0: both relearning to enjoy the sport.
1: Yeah. I think in part, uh, yeah, I, I guess that is the idea, but that part of the story hasn't really started yet. Like, they've mentioned it. No, but it. They mentioned that they've mentioned, about... like,
0: Go wasn't really into baseball, uh, baseball and he was going to stop until right. Takumi showed up. Okay, and yeah. Takumi is mad that he can't find a catcher, so he might as well not.
1: And he's also mad because he feels like he's hit a ceiling in his ability for now, and that's what his grandfather tells him, too.
0: Well, right, but part of it is also... You shouldn't be learning how to do, like, breaking balls, yeah. which is the term they use for anything besides a fastball. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be learning to do those young because it'll mess up you as you're growing.
1: Yeah. I don't know about you, but I think battery is extremely good.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So one thing I I wanted to note about it is that it's based on a children's book. Okay. Which I think maybe paints some of the interactions
1: in a different light. Uh, that paints a couple things in a different light, I think. But yeah. I'll go into that uh, later when we get to the stuff we don't like about it. But what, what yeah, were you going to okay. mention? First of all, I really like... Like, the like what interact. I know oh, I meant... What- uh, well,
0: that was specifically with the... It, it changes it because I think that you start to read it... When I did it, I started to read it from a different angle. Okay. In sort of what is it trying to tell to the children that would read this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Kind of thing.
0: Knowing what its audience is made it made kind of read it different. Hmm. That's all. And we can get into that later.
1: Yeah, okay. But, carry but on. First, I
0: want to talk about music's good. Uh, I really like the opening and the ending.
1: Uh, I don't know about the opening. It's fine, uh, not but not really my thing. But it looks good. Okay. At least. The it, opening it, uh, is cool. The ending's they, pretty good, they, though. They
0: do a cool thing with the opening and ending where it's very... Um,
1: Crayon-like.
0: Crayon. Like, that style. Where it's like... It's, it's very clearly not as cleaned up. Yeah. It's a lot more colors than lines mm-hmm. kind of thing. Kind of the shapes of things up here which is cool. yes yeah um the the motion of the way they play baseball even though it's not like a significant portion of it is good
1: yeah i was gonna say the animation is really good i think for the most part mm-hmm. uh general draw quality like model quality maybe not so much and mm-hmm. i think the whole series looks a little bland at times like especially when they're outside practicing baseball that's when it, it looks very normal yeah yeah uh, definitely, like, the color stylings are really a little boring from time to time.
0: And I think the interactions between the characters becomes interesting.
1: Absolutely. I think that one of the strength of, strengths of the shows is definitely the characters.
0: So, like, we have Takumi's brother, yeah. Seha, who just looks up to his brother and just loves him
1: to death. Just the sweetest little boy.
0: Really wants to be like him in that he wants to play baseball and be a good pitcher. Yeah. But something, and we don't know what, is
1: in the way of that. I assume he has, like they say he's brittle, so I assume either he has some kind of... Assuming
0: he has some sort of disease. Or, or physical weakness.
1: Brittle bone disease, or, yeah, Yeah. basically.
0: So, and his brother knows that, and it's kind of a lot ruder to him about it than the others are. Because he is trying to convince him not to play baseball too, because he knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it seems like Seiha doesn't. Yeah. So, a lot of people are trying to tell him not to, and he just refuses. Yeah. And, cause he just, he just really looks up to his brother, and it's, um, that, I think that's a really good character, and the way that they interact is good, because even when it comes to push and shove, mm-hmm. despite the fact that Takumi's a jackass.
2: Yeah. That he is.
0: Um, like, there's the part in episode two where, um, Seiha gets lost looking for a baseball. Yeah. And you can see that Takumi really does care for him, and he's not, he's clearly not all assholes. Yeah. He's got his good qualities to them. He just hides them behind this veneer that he has mm-hmm. of superiority.
1: Yeah, I think if... Uh, like, I'm actually surprised to hear that this is based on a children's book story. Not just because all the characters are really complex and well-rounded, uh, but also just based on some of the stuff that is in the story. Like, for example, I wouldn't expect the little... The l- l- brittle little brother that needs to be looked after plot element to be there at all for a children's book. Like, that seems like something that kids wouldn't be into. I
0: don't know. Yeah. It's and so and also like there are definitely very there are elements that you would expect for older audiences in it. But I guess yeah, it are. makes sense that they're also here. Like, um I guess spoilers now. Mm-hmm. Uh we we just got through episode five. Yes. And in that episode they 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 kind of had a hint at this before, but a bunch like a number of the older students on the baseball team who kind of got sick of Takumi being such a jackass.
1: Well, not of Takumi. yeah, I guess, of like talking back to the coach. Yeah,
0: yeah. whipped him like with a. They belt. They
1: tortured him with a belt. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's really fucked up. It is like okay, so to give a little bit of backstory to that, is like Takumi has kind of been a butthole to everyone on the baseball team. I, you know what?
1: I don't. I, spe- I don't think so. I think, well, the coach in particular. No, no. He talks back a lot. He does talk back a lot, but he talks back only within reason. Like, he talks about his coach tells him, uh, you gotta get your hair shorter, because that hair is too long for baseball. And all Takumi wants is he wants an explanation out of the coach. And if the coach gives him a good reason, I'm sure he would shave his hair. But the coach refuses to <laughs> yeah, explain no, why. The co- and I think it, it shows that the coach is in great yet. He Yeah, that is def- that's an intentional character flaw. Takumi is
0: also maybe a little too hard-headed. He
1: could have, he could very much put it, he could have put it differently. Like, he, Cause he it's is weird,
0: cause then Takumi kind of gets what he wants anyways because he is that good. Yeah. At his age level. Mm-hmm. And that's why the older kids get mad at him is cause even though he talked back to, um, the coach, uh, Makoto? Makoto?
1: Uh, yes, yes.
0: Like, when they first interact, and they're like, oh, hey, what do you have on you? Because he, like, pulls him into the office, like, I have a gun. And then Makoto's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) But, um, but, like, and so they get really mad at Takumi for kind of talking back and still getting his way. They
1: just torture They do. It's really messed up. And that's actually, before that point, I was, like, way into the story. I was, like, 10 out of 10. Um, Well, except for some stuff, but. I think the torture. I don't like it, both because it seems a little out of place, but that's fine. It uh, is,
0: is very extreme, and I thought the way that they were doing it, they tried it before on the field, yeah, and it looked like they were just going to punch him in the gut, which made a lot more sense, yeah. Like, in terms I mean, of if you're going to, if you feel like you have a righteous justice sort of thing against a kid,
1: yeah, well that's what I was going to say. It seems a little out of place, but that's fine. Something can be out of place in a story, and that's just the way it is sometimes. Um, but what I don't like about it. Is just how many things are set in motion by it to the point that it feels convenient, like convenient storytelling. Um,
0: because, um, because it happens, and someone tells the coach about yeah. it. Yeah the the students who took part in it, first of all, they admit that they're like they just wanted to play baseball to make it look good on their uh, res- like their college applications. Yeah, they don't care about the sport, which is a big deal because a lot of it is about. Finding that love for Find, Yeah,
1: so in that sense, they're not just uh, physical villains, but also their counterparts.
0: Right. Yeah. And so the baseball team gets suspended because the principal does not want this sort of, like, story getting
1: out. Yeah, for nonsense red tape reasons, basically.
0: Yeah, and also says, like, oh, they're those kids are getting good grades. I don't know if we should kick them out or send them to the police. Like, it's very much there's this red tape, yeah. bad schooling sort of thing going
1: on. So it's there, it's there to give the characters, to give more of an underdog sense to the characters, cause like the yeah. system's fighting against them. And it's also there to, um, humanize, uh, Takumi a little more, because now there's these characters that are capable of these really horrible things. Uh, so they are, they become villainous more so than Takumi, who's just kind of an asshole. That's not that bad. And
0: Takumi's, and Takumi, through that learns to trust go
1: yeah but i also think that uh like the final thing is as a result of that takami's characteristics like his asshole characteristics dial back a little bit in a way that i think isn't appropriate um so that's why i think uh, it, it it affects the story in ways that i think it only does because that's the way the author wanted the story to, to go and not because that's the way the story would make sense following the torture scene and that's kind of something i don't like
0: there i think there is a touch of realism to it but it, it happens so fast yeah is maybe the bigger issue
1: and that's i think just convenience in general is my biggest issue with a story which and it makes sense that that would uh in that sense it makes sense that it's a children's book because that's mm-hmm. uh convenience is pretty is like so that's forgivable for a children's story i guess but there's also that uh he meets the person that ends up torturing him, he first meets him when he comes into school, because it turns out he's, like, the hallway, the hall monitor. And then yeah. he takes him to the faculty office, and of course the person that he, and the uh, the staff member that he ends up talking to is the person that ends up being the coach. And that's, like, that was, like, two hits of convenience right after each other. It was like, wow, that's too much. You
0: know? One nice thing I think about talking is, even though he is the main character and also a douchebag, mm-hmm. is that he is constantly called out.
1: He, do, Yeah, he gets shit 24-7. That's good.
0: Even if he doesn't learn anything from it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's what helps him not turn into a Sasuke. That's what makes yeah. him, like, still a, a decent character, I think. Because Go is yeah, great is that... and
0: really wants to do his best to make Takumi kind of a better person. Yeah. I think, in a way.
1: Everybody in the story is in the place where they should be. And, that, and that's not a given.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think the core of the friends even though we haven't learned a lot about more than just talk me and go yeah i think help round that out because they're also a little more reasonable and they're not as good as the other two yeah but the point is that they recognize sort of this friendship with go and therefore the friendship with talk yeah it's it's good
1: it's so good and it it, it. it
0: it is surprisingly deep and kind of dark for what it should be a children's book if
1: it yeah that's just so surprising because the characters are like just way more complex than in the average anime
0: and i i asked you about this real quick beforehand and said no um if anyone out there listening uh, this the author of this book is also the author of a series called number six which is kind Mm -hmm. of big on sort of complicated characters and situations and this Humanization of very, like, different sorts of characters. Like, the, the, the emotional core and some of the, like, um, and some of the, like, dynamics are very similar between the two of them.
2: Okay. Huh.
0: And, and, and it's interesting to see that because also number six is very much, like, for older audiences. Because
3: mm-hmm.
0: it deals a lot more in death and sort of violence and these horrors of real, of, like, kind of a, a dystopian future. Oh, okay. And this is a this is sort of like shades of that within maybe a more friendly store right and it's it's neat it's it neat. is, Battery's is good.
1: it's super good battery is here to stay
0: and surprising how good the Amazon video is honestly oh
2: okay
1: yeah
0: um for for like a web thing, especially because Amazon's not like perfect with streaming stuff, mm-hmm. it has some pretty good quality, yeah, all things considered. Yeah. Um. Battery's good.
1: Yeah. Next sport. What? Next sport. I mean, if you say so.
0: I- idling is a sport.
1: Yeah, it's intense. It takes a lot it's of intense. And dancing. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's dancing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love. Love. Sunshine. Tell me about it. Is better. I think basically every way than the original.
1: Mm-hmm. In a way that's
0: kind of grabbing me more than the original did as well.
1: It has no Nico.
0: Yeah, it has someone who has a gimmick as annoying as Nico, oh. but as a character is not okay as bad.
1: Well, what's Nico's gimmick? Because I know she's an annoying character.
0: She's an she is an idol otaku who is very, um, insistent on her own popularity. Okay, oh, I don't know about that. She came up with her own catchphrase without even being an idol. <laughs> no, but um, and I think they have a character like that whose name's Ruby, and she's she's. Oh. A little infantilized,
3: mm-hmm. like
0: she talks in the baby voice oh. and very much go- gives off this sort of like ch- more childish vibe. Does she refer
1: to herself in the third person? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: And that's a little weird, but I think her character arc as a whole is different. so. The first Love Live. Oh boy. When I when I look at it, feels like they took a bunch of characters from a like a rhythm game. Yeah. This is not the order it happened, but it feels like they took the rhythm game and tried to take these one-note characters from it and make them into uh-huh.
1: an anime. Turn literal cardboard cutouts into.
0: So it made the it made the interactions maybe feel weird. Mm-hmm. It did. It the characters didn't feel like characters. Yeah. This feels a lot more constructed to have been a story. Okay. The characters are more complex. They're spending a lot more time actually like having these characters get into the story like we're seven episodes into I think a 13 episode run yeah two thirds of the group has been built because they're so there's big on telling this proper story about all of them like every every um, every character joining the club has has its own story to it. It has its own development to why they joined.
1: Yeah, because I I watched uh, part of Love Live, and I think half of the cast was introduced by the end of the second episode, something like like that. Yeah,
0: like, a lot of the cast was introduced, but it's like, they all get, like, an episode or half an episode story that tells them why they joined. That's cool. And what makes them interested. And I think that is really cool, because it it makes these characters feel defined. Yeah. They go through an arc to get here.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I say that's even that's better than like most what most idol shows do because in most idol shows they're just like they just pop a group in front of you here they are these are the idols, yeah.
0: and like oh, a lot of the characters just feel better about it. They they seem more fun. They seem like they're more lively. They interact more in general. Yeah. And there's a lot, and like the three that haven't joined are all third years that like they've they've kind of hinted at sort of this history between the three of them that keeps them anonymous to each other and kind of makes them dislike this idol group thing as a whole. And like later they described, these three characters tried to do the same thing that the other six did at the beginning. They made an idol group mm-hmm. as young high school students to try and get people interested in their school Project. and just completely fail. And so they have sort of this disdain for the whole thing. Yeah. And so it explains why those characters haven't been there and kind of they have their own scenes where they're kind of sorting out their feelings about this, and that's
1: cool. That is good. That's good characterization. The
0: animation's better. CG's better, it's still not great. Mm. Um My big problem with the series yeah. is something that's kind of been back and forth, depending on uh who you ask. Yeah. It focuses a lot on the original level.
1: In what sense? Oh, right, because they, they know about the original so Love Live, So the life, main right?
0: character is 100% um, pushed by the original group, Muse, yeah. to start this school idol thing, because she thinks that she's just a normal, kind of, nothing special girl, but so is everyone in Love Live, and so is everyone in Muse, and so she can make something of her life this
1: Okay. Week,
0: at least in high school. Kind of find something to do. And it's, it's a lot about that and the, I think a lot of the issues is just like every time there's like a an emotional scene or someone hits upon like a, like a character, you know, like a character defining moment, mm-hmm. there's someone in the cast that goes, that's just like Muse.
1: Oh my, oh, that is terrible.
0: That happens a lot and it cheapens a lot of, I think, what would hit emotionally. That,
1: yeah, that completely undermines everything.
0: It wouldn't be bad, I think, just to be like, oh, these characters are really into Muse, Yeah. And this is why they want to start this club, and they kind of want to follow that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But they they constantly call back to it in a way that just feels like, not that they are like, man, look at how good the first series was, (laughs) but it's, it's more like they don't trust this series to stand on its own. Right, yeah. Which is a little unfortunate because I think it does stand really well. Yeah,
1: if they do this, for what then it's, trying to tell. it's never going to stand on its own.
0: It's sort of, it's sort of love Live, but better. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it hits the same beats. It hits the same beats so much that they just introduced a, a story part where the school is going to close down if they don't get enough students.
1: Oh. Just. Wait, but that was in like... the original too, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: But the, the one thing that kind of like made that charming
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> is when the The main girl Chica gets the news of this. She's the one who's really into news. She, she, br- she just jumps for joy and like starts running through the halls, like the school's gonna close down if we don't get enough
1: students. That is good. This
0: is this is just like news. Like that part, I think is funny, that, yeah. because of how they handle it. But it definitely, I think, cheapens a lot of the emotional hits that they keep doing. Mm-hmm.
1: That it is like it. it- And I think that specific case, like it's good for that one joke, but beyond that, it it really is just recycling the same premise when they should have probably done something different.
0: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but again, I think everything else makes it a lot better. Okay, music's there, and I think one charming thing that I don't remember from the first series is the the ending. Yeah, is only the characters that are in the group at that time. It's so, like they do the ending in episode two and there's only two members.
1: I think it's like that in the original series too. Okay.
0: But like, and they sort of grow, but even in that they mix it differently every episode.
1: Oh,
2: okay. That's cute.
0: So one episode, someone will be the lead. And then the next episode, someone else will be the lead. So there's just like eventually going to be nine different versions of the song. And that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. There are a lot of beats that I think work really well, minus the callback to Muse all the time. Okay. That's nice. It's, if the concept of Love Live was interesting and you didn't get into it because of sort of the trappings around it, I'd give this a look. Okay. All right. Uh, Sports.
1: Sports. We're still doing days. them. Days.
0: Yeah. So you dropped this.
1: I dropped this like it was hot, but it wasn't because I don't like it.
0: Okay. So let's I talk about this. you it, too. Days. I've been thinking about it and I want to talk about
1: it. Okay. All right. Well, let's do it.
0: So Days is about um, uh, a kid named uh, Tsukushi, who is a boy who gets into high school, and he's got nothing going.
1: No. Nope.
0: He And the first day of school, he meets a kid named Jin. Jin is naturally amazing at soccer.
1: Yeah, and everything else.
0: But mostly soccer. Yeah. He's got, he got the ladies. Mm-hmm. He's not very good at school, but he's good at soccer and ladies.
1: Yeah. Well, what more do you need?
0: And one day Jin invites Sukashi to a kind of like, uh, like a funsies soccer match. Yeah.
1: Here's what I want to because... know real quick about what is it about with the English language and having different versions of, so- of football soccer just be slightly different versions of the word football. It's like you have foosball. Oh,
0: like futsal.
1: Futsal. futsal? Like they use futsal. Yeah. I,
0: that's, I, I, that's a
1: loan word. Okay. Oh, okay. I... Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, I believe that is,
1: in fact, a loan word.
0: Um, but basically, it's just like indoors. Uh, it's indoors football yeah. on a small field. Mm-hmm. But uh enjoys it to a futsal game. Kind of like a pickup match, because one of his
1: friends can't move it. Yeah. And Tsukushi proves that he sucks because he gets like, hit in the nards. He gets like a horrible foot injury because of the shoes he's in. Yeah, he runs
0: into the walls and to the pole. Yeah. But the one thing that I think Jin sees in him... Is his dedication to something once he puts his mind to it. Yes, he was asked to join this game, so he's going to put everything he can into it. He has, even heart. though, even though he can't fucking do anything. Yeah, his one thing is that he's got heart. Yeah, and I mean, sure, mm-hmm. uh, that's I mean, that's that's shown, and so it's about uh, Jin kind of recruiting him into the soccer team based on this. Yeah. And it's and it's about his experience in the soccer team as he learns how to play. Yeah. So let's talk about you. What what turned you off?
1: Okay, what turned me off from this, I think the first episode I thought was really strong. I was way into episode one.
0: The opening's good, let's start with that. Oh yeah, Wake, wake up. We Up by uh Yeah.
1: How will be quiet. How will be quiet, yeah. And then the ending is ska which is cool. <laughs> yeah, the ending's good too. They're both pretty good. Th- those two songs are very solid and I think yeah. do a lot for the mood of the series. I think so too, yeah.
0: But let's talk about
1: this. Yeah, what ended up being the problem is that um, basically none of the characters are anything more than one note. It's the opposite of battery, basically. Characters are exactly as they're introduced and they stay that way. Unless there is a twist on their prime characteristic, then they flip from one to the other at some point. And things get reiterated endlessly. Like mm-hmm. uh Tsukushi, has got he's got heart, and he'll do whatever it takes to become good at football, even though he's so bad at it. But boy,
0: does he suck. But
1: boy, does he suck. And Jin is just like, he's incredible and aloof, and look at how good he is and how he can do anything. Um, and that was already pretty bad. And I think just in general, the main character who's bad at a thing, but he's got heart, so he's going to push through and become better. Uh, that is so played out that you have to do something special with it, and the show just doesn't. So that's one thing. Um,
0: yeah, that's kind of uh, that's that's kind of what I've been getting to later, and we'll talk about it a bit more as we go forward. But continue. Yeah,
1: but that was, I think, just still just over the line of being good enough. But because then that it was
0: looks good. It animates. It looks really well. good. There's a, there's a lot to like about it. The characters are charming.
1: They are yes, uh, and it, it it does it looks incredible. Yeah, and I think characters also they all have cool hair. They, yeah, and the uh, characters all inter- interact with each other pretty well. I think. Um. But it was kind of a it was kind of the one two punch of episode two and episode four that really did it for me. Because mm-hmm. episode two was just the team doesn't accept him, and then they see how much heart he has and how much he really wants it, and then they accept him. And then episode four is there's this snooty girl who thinks uh Tsukushi is a loser, and then she sees well, how he much is. heart he has, and then she doesn't think he's a loser anymore and becomes their manager. Oh she still thinks he's a loser. Yeah, but it was just It was so played out and just, like, so... These classic, well-established ideas without... It's very showing. Yeah, without anything to differentiate it except for the way it looks in the character designs, and that just isn't enough. And that's why I dropped it, because there was nothing special about it, basically.
0: And I've been getting close to that Mm -hmm. as well. Because it... One thing also that I think gets stated a lot more after the point where you dropped it, is that their, their captain... Um, Mizuki.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, what, he, he compares himself to, su- uh, Tsukushi a lot. Yeah. Kind of, he also was kind of an idiot with no chance of being good at football when he started, and now he's the captain, and everyone loves him. Okay. And every time that he shows up, he has to iterate how good Tsukushi is gonna be if he keeps it up. Oh. And everyone he meets from other teams feels the need to tell him how great he's gonna be once he starts getting the basics
2: down. man it, it feels vi-
0: it is so rote in that they're building up this one single character yeah in that he is he is a nothing like there are series in which this works because he is they get good at they are they start out good at one very specific
1: thing. yeah like ice shield 21
0: Sukashi doesn't have that. no his one good thing is that he has heart. And the way that he fails helps keep the other players at ease so they play better. actually no,
1: um he is uh he is He's pretty good at running. Yeah, but he becomes good at running. Like I was going to say yeah. that but then I realized he's not at the start. Yeah. But through his heart and determination, like I don't want to keep harping on about this, but then it but the show does the same.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does.
1: Yeah.
0: And it and it sucks in a way because
1: you could you could just stopped at it sucks. Hey. It
0: makes Tsukushi sort of this, like, this isn't the right term, but this is the only way I can really think about it. It's just like an idiot savant. He's just an I idiot, like, really. Well, well, everyone talks to him and it's like, you're stupid. You shouldn't do this thing. And then Tsukushi's like, no, I'm doing this for my team because they're so much better than me and I have to get better. And then they're like, shit, you're right. Mm. <laughs> In the latest episode... There's a part where Jin shows up because Tsukushi, like, ditches him on, like, a weekend to do, uh, laps around the school. Yeah. And Jin's like, uh, you, we were told to make this day a break day so that our bodies have time to recover. And then Tsukushi's like, no, everyone's giving their all for the team and I need to give my all and get better. And then Jin's like, shit, you're right. I'm gonna join running with him. I'm you. gonna
1: also do this ill advised thing.
0: Yeah, like, and that, and that happens multiple times and it really. Mm-hmm. Also, when it comes down to the actual soccer games, it's not very dynamic.
1: Oh, yeah, that is true.
0: Like, I, like, this isn't an issue with all sports things, but it feels like the way that soccer as a sport is, Mm -hmm. maybe doesn't lend itself to anime because there's so much downtime between everything. Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: And it, but it feels disjointed when you only cut it down to the big plays. Yeah.
1: I Which totally is agree. what Days has to do. It doesn't have to. There's actually very little football in this, on the whole.
0: But, like, and then when it gets to the football, it's a lot of, like, slideshows. Yeah. Or just, like, very disconnected sort of things. Like, oh, here's a guy doing a cool thing. And then that's kind of mm-hmm. it. Like, it never feels like a cohesive game in the same way that I think a lot of other sports do it well.
1: Yeah, that, that, because there that's are other parts like, of sports
0: uh, where you can skip better.
1: Yeah, and it's just, there's never, uh, it's difficult to get like a good focus point for football because between, uh, uh, like the, the shoot off, I guess, and mm-hmm. making a goal, everything can change all the time. Uh, and how do you, so you either, you either skip ahead a lot or you you skip between every reversal point and neither of those are really a good option.
0: Inazuma Eleven only does it well because it uses fucking magic. Yeah, they literally use magic, in that. they basically
1: turn it into Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: Right, but I think that keeps it dynamic because you can follow everything because everything is a much bigger.
1: Yeah, party. you know what? What's a better soccer anime than this? What? Galactic football.
0: Jeez, I know,
1: and that's probably because it's in 3D, which means they can do a lot more with like shots and time. Uh, but yeah, Galactic Football has way better matches than this. Also, has a it has a keeper with a a goal a goalie with narcolepsy who still manages to hit the, to get those balls keep those balls out of the Great. goal. He's cool.
0: And then episode seven is like it. It is the first match of their like tournament thing that they're doing, mm-hmm. and it is such a bad game because the thing about it is not that they're like overcoming a team or anything. This team like body checks people and doesn't get penalized Oh my god! No, no. like it's the fakest <laughs> shit.
1: That's, like, something you do when you make fun of sports anime. Like,
0: there is a part... There are three different parts where a character from the opposite team, like, slides into someone's uh, foot and, like, knocks them over, and somehow none of them get penalized. There is a part where literally three people are holding on to one of the players, and they don't get penalized. (laughs) Like, it is the fakest shit. Oh, no. Like, I don't even... Like, ultimately... Soccer's not a sport I find particularly interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think it's fine. To watch. I think soccer's fine. At least fine. to watch. Yeah, I like watching it. I have to. I live in Europe.
0: Right. It's it's required by law.
1: It's mandatory.
0: But, uh, but like, this just cheapens that. Yeah. Because it's not a we're better at soccer. It's that the other people are just a lot worse as people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And See, Galactic <laughs> Football doesn't do that. They put teams on both sides, and the, one of them is the the really good guys, and the others are maybe a little like little sketchier, but they're still people with like with meaning. And they're, well, they're, I mean, they're introducing a, an opposing team with meaning to it, but they haven't gotten to that. Yeah,
0: and they probably won't till like a big pivotal moment. Yeah. Coconut heads on that team. Oh, he's kind. Oh of, he, no, well. But, I mean, whatever. But um and the only reason that they win this match and don't have to go into, like, overtime uh-huh. is because, like, oh, Tsukamoto was sent out, and he made the other guys run so much that they got tired.
1: <laughs> and so they weren't as good at sports. Uh, okay. okay. It,
0: it's really starting to be great on it them. It does,
1: uh, that, that's another thing that I don't like, um, is that it, it kind of flips between Tsukushi being just this complete incompetent dolt and being able to, like, accidentally achieve something really good.
0: Yeah, and I wish that and like that maybe that works once yeah
1: but it works too many times. they do it too many times to the point that he even though he is still just a complete loser he doesn't feel like that anymore because he has actually achieved a lot of things yeah and that's
0: that's i'm i'm getting close and i might drop yeah. days in,
1: in other in words even though he's episodes. the underdoggiest underdog he doesn't feel like one because they yeah. messed it up
0: and everyone keeps talking about how much they love him. Yeah,
1: I mean, I love him too, but I don't want to watch his show anymore. He's
0: a he's a good character, but it's like, N- no. oh, he's the he he. Everyone's like, oh, he's gonna be the the best soccer player in the world. I don't think he's eventually. a good character. I, he is a charming. Character. Yeah, okay, sure. He, yeah, him on the surface, I think makes for a decent protagonist because yeah. he's just a good dude. Mm-hmm. But everything, all the trappings surrounding,
2: yeah, boy.
0: Last sports. Yeah, you ready? I am. Let's talk about cheer dance. All right,
1: cheer boys. Uh, Cheer dance. It's okay. It is okay. It is all right. I do like it. It it seems very clearly plagued by
0: production issues.
1: Uh. Yeah, I think it would it would be just a prong higher on the quality scale, it was just better produced. Yeah,
0: yeah, because it, it definitely looks like it's kind of being made quick. Yeah, because a lot of the faces go out of proportions, mm-hmm. and I think the most damning thing about it is we would have been at episode six, but I presumably they had so much trouble that they uh, they to
1: had to do a had to do a
0: recap episode this week. So you know what? If when we talk about this, you get interested. Watch the recap episode and that'll get you caught up.
1: Uh, I don't know about that.
0: Well, I mean, you can see, you can probably get a better idea of this is what you want from the recap episode at this point.
1: Okay, I don't know. I think, um, I actually don't agree with that because I think one of the series' strong suits is actually its pacing.
0: Okay, so let's, let's talk about this. Um, so we have, so these kids are in college. Yes. We've hit the full breadth of levels of school where you can play.
1: Sports. Even though these kids look like they should be in high school, see everything everything just looks like it's high school, and they just spread it spread it all over. Next season, we're going to have a group of characters who are like elderly playing cricket or whatever, and they're still going to look well, like high school. You've seen all outs;
0: they're supposed to be in high school, and they look like adults. Oh uh, yeah,
1: you're right. Damn it,
0: because <laughs> they're big and muscly. Yeah. Um, so this is about a kid named Haruki. He used to do judo. Mm-hmm. Now that he's in college, he decides that he doesn't want to do that anymore. He he has lost the spark for
1: judo. Well, he also he has a uh, he has a shoulder injury as well. He also has a shoulder, yeah.
0: but I think they talk about how he uses the shoulder injury as an excuse to get out yeah. of judo. So he and his friend Kazuma joined judo because Haruki was in yes.
2: Game.
0: So he decides that he's going to get into something new, mm-hmm. uh, a boys' cheer. Yeah, and he invites uh, Haruki to join him.
1: And a whole bunch of other wacky boys.
0: And then <laughs> they sure are wacky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> join him and it's 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 about their development as a amateur male cheerleading squad. Yep. Which I mean that's alright. That's that is something that is untapped.
1: <laughs> yes I feel like as yeah, a market. Totally. And that's cool. And that gives you a leg up.
0: Yeah. But um Yeah, you know, I was gonna say the pacing I think and this is—I came to this realization after watching some more days—is that that pacing is bad, and Cheer if nothing else, paces it really well, where you feel like these characters are honestly developed.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, the main because, character. Everybody else. Well, not, the main maybe characters
0: because so they don't. They don't exact They just start out pretty bad at anything athletic. Yeah. At least in terms of cheerleading, mm-hmm. and you get the sense that. Even as they get to, like, the big performance in Episode 5, like, they're not great, but they're getting it Yeah, they, they did a they, okay they, job. Because they're putting the effort in. People clapped. The they thought it was all right. Yeah, people liked it, and it looked pretty good. Like, ultimately, as, as an amateur team, they looked like they were doing well. Yeah. From the little I understand about cheerleading as a sport. Uh-huh. But... It it looks flat. Uh,
1: yeah, it looks really bad. In vibe. the coloring. Yeah.
0: The is pretty flat. Um, none of them have a fashion sense, but that's common.
1: Not, not just the coloring, just the the, the staging to the way characters that move. Too.
0: Yeah, also they dress bad. Yeah. There's a character whose specific thing is that he dresses really poorly and has bad fashion sense. And boy howdy does
1: he. He, he doesn't even stand out that much from the rest of the no. characters to be honest, because they all dress, a lot of them dress really poorly.
0: He has a shirt that has like the fake sailor uniform thing on uh-huh. it. Uh-huh, that's bad. That's pretty yeah. bad. He has that lime green one with the squirrel on it. He wears socks with sandals.
1: But then the main character wears a shirt that is like purple with green. No, it's it's a worse combination of colors than that.
0: And then like uh, uh Cosimo wears that terrible flame shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> they all have a bad fashion sense. Mhm. And so it's based on a a real last book, a novel.
1: Mhm. Which pretty uh running tally for that. Not necessarily good on the show so far.
0: And it feels this way like there's a lot missing because it can't be a book
1: you know what i think it not being a book actually makes a lot of sense because when something is a book and characters aren't important but they are in the scene they're just kind of there and they don't even need to be mentioned and it's not weird because they practically don't exist for the purpose of the narrative but -hmm. the fact that most of the rest of the team is irrelevant stands out a lot when they're there all the time just kind of standing around
3: yeah yeah
0: and i think with a book you You get the chance to interact more because, again, it's kind of like the visual novel thing. You can make chapters as long as you want in the book. Yeah, you can do all the like inner monologues. You can do all the dialogue you want. You can't. Then you got to squeeze that into an episode.
1: There's definitely episodes that end on a whatever note.
0: There's that. There's that discussion with that girl. Yeah. Right. uh, Kazu talks uh, or uh, Haruki talks to this girl who's in the regular cheer squad. Uh huh. And. It is the most stilted conversation. Maybe this—it's sp- not
1: even stilted. What it what it was to me is that it doesn't. It doesn't feel like people talking. It feels like people getting through the show notes. Two two people
0: talked at each other and just said things. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's no. It's more like one p- person summarizing something talks through two characters,
0: <laughs> and and like it definitely feels like the characters are flat.
1: Yeah, I think the main characters very well developed, but the rest are the not. The main
0: characters well developed. Kazuma has shades of it. Yeah,
1: and the glasses guy as well. He's a little too wizened. Uh, yeah,
0: I think he comes off as maybe a little too perfectly understanding emotions and stuff. Yeah, maybe. And then who was who did you say? Uh, the, show is it
1: the, the glasses? Show dude.
0: is oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean he's maybe not that well developed, but he's a good comedic foil. I think he's there. He's all right. He started out really grating, I thought. Uh huh.
0: I think he got better. Okay. Like in the first episode, a lot of his comedic timing is that he really excitedly said things other people
2: said. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that yeah. was a little okay.
1: And then he's gotten better. Mm-hmm. But then you have, for example, the two characters who were introduced as a pair, and they basically stayed that way. And together, are, like separate from each other, they're not really characters.
0: Yeah, they're 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 just like two people who are really horny. Yeah,
1: and they can do backflips. That's like the one thing. They do. Yeah, they're really good at backflips. Yeah, they do those backflips.
0: And, yeah, it just comes across as, like, a lot of the characters are just kind of dressing. Yeah. For, for Haruki and Kazuma. And that's unfortunate, because it just feels like the dialogue gets really stilted in a way. Like, they all talk kind of like tropes.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like, the emotional scene on the rooftop, episode four? Yeah. Where they're, like, coming up with their name and everything? yeah felt forced.
1: I can, I can see that, yeah.
0: Like there there were parts of it that I think rang true, but there are parts of it where someone just starts yelling at someone because like, oh, I think you're someone better than me because you do these things. <laughs> and just and, and it just seemed out of nowhere.
1: Oh, yeah. Um I, it, it's you know, weird you know that I mean? yeah, totally. It's weird that I think in that sense all these characters feel so underdeveloped when there's so much talking in this show. Like all there's very little actual like cheering.
0: Yeah, uh there's not a lot of cheering. Yeah. That that one performance was pretty good, and that that was really the first time that the animation
1: still. Yeah, that, and damn, does that opening look good? If only
0: opening's pretty good.
1: Ending's cute.
0: Ending's cute, and then that one performance is really what's kind of sold yeah. this premise. Otherwise, it's kind of been not lackluster, yeah. but kind of plenty. yeah. I
1: think the opening is uh, is what sells the premise, just because that is a great little cheer routine that they yeah. put in there. But then it, it hasn't been paid off yet.
0: Because also, there are like 20 more characters. Yeah, they better
1: put on one hell of a performance in the final episode or else I'm going to be pissed.
0: Yeah. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I assume it's only going to last 12
1: episodes. Yeah, but damn, the music? Oh, the music is so it good. It is it's so, so varied and fun. Like, every song in the series is great. It's good. It, Yeah.
0: It's got a really great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Brainspace spent all their money somewhere good. But yeah, it's like, I don't yeah. know. It's It, it is... Good, and that's kind of no, the most I can. No, it's okay. I feel like I, I can say think. about it.
1: It's good enough to not be bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like it. It feels like a better story, but maybe a worse overall production than some of the other sports stuff. Yeah, like Days in particular is one that I was thinking of. Yes, like I feel like as a whole, Days has a lot more going for it. Mm-hmm. But Cheerdance, you really understands development better. Yeah,
1: it's uh, the way I would put it and is And pay mm-hmm. payoff, payoff for sure. Yeah. Um, the way I would put it is that I love, I want to watch Chiodanshi a lot more than I want to watch Days, mm-hmm. uh, but that's, I don't want to say that because that sounds like too much of a ringing endorsement for this, because I don't like it that much. It's like a 6 out of... It's like a 3 out of 5. Try it out for yourself is kind of where I'm at. Like, yeah. you...
0: Chiodanshi is going to mean different things to different people. There are people who love it. There are people who don't like it, and then there's kind of the middle, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm sitting Yeah. At. I don't, I, it, it's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Next up.
0: Speaking of fine. Not fine.
1: Barakamon, that was fine. Yes! This not so much. This Honda-kun. Yeah.
0: So I I, I knew going in, this is a thing I think a lot of people have mistakes with, with things based on other things. Yeah. So they go in expecting exactly the same. Okay. I knew Honda-kun wasn't going to be Barakamon. Right. Because it's a different setting, it's a different Honda as a character, but... I expected any of the things that
2: made Barakamon good yeah.
1: there. Yeah, like any being of that good spark, at all.
0: Like that spark, there's that charm to it. And
2: yeah. maybe
0: even like a little bit of the understated humor mm-hmm. in Barakamon that Honda Kun throws out the window to be sort of the most rote, bland comedy I've seen in a long time.
1: All I know about it is that there's, at the start of the first episode, there's a 10 minute segment that's basically an in-joke that you'll only get if you see Barakamon but it's still not funny? No, no,
0: no. The first, like, half of the episode is... Did you ever see the first episode that got pulled of Osamatsu-san? No. So the entire thing in that gimmick was that uh, all the characters were like, we're from a 70s anime and there's no way for us to be relevant anymore. And so the whole thing is one big spoof on every anime on on, uh... On TV, and that's kind of popular. Like they will go right. through Idol, they go through Shonen, everything, as kind of like a joke. Okay. And this seems to play into that same style, but poorly, because the idea is that uh-huh. all these minor characters that you don't know about at this time, because they're all okay. specific to Honda, um, go. Oh shit! There's um there's an anime being made about Honda, our favorite guy that we've made this fan club for. We love Honda. Why didn't anyone tell us about this? And like they... Send a letter to the Diomedia, the company doing this. Like, hey, give us the first episode, and then they're like, no. And so the rest of the the start of this episode is like, we're going to make our own Honda Kun episode, and it's just like these really shitty crayon drawings of like Honda Kun coming down from a UFO and being big and buff and muscular and like fucking every lady. That, this like
1: that's something they do for like episode six.
0: Yeah, it seems weird that they did it first one because you don't get to know any of these characters. So you don't get maybe why it's funny, yeah. if it is
1: funny. All right, that's what it was. It, w- it only works for people who read the manga. I got things yeah. mixed up. Yeah.
0: And so, and again, this happens for like, the first half of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And eventually it's like Diomedius sends them a DVD with the first episode on it, So they put in their DVD player and it's just the rest of the episode is Honda <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And it there's like one joke I sort of chuckled at, which is that when they put it in, you expect this sort of series to have kind of a goofy, irreverent opening. Uh-huh. It has this stupid death metal opening <laughs> where, like, some of the lyrics and stuff are flying in from the sides and, like, kind of attacking Hanukun. Oh, no. And it's kind of charming. And then, like, Hanukun opens this up as is like, oh, looks like another good day at school. Everyone fucking hates me. And he walks in, like, real confident. But, like, the whole thing is just he doesn't understand other people and he thinks
1: everyone hates him. I hear that the show is really mean-spirited. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well.
0: Because it's about Hanakun being really cool. Everyone thinks he's cool. But Hanakun <laughs> thinks everyone secretly hates him. Yeah. And so a lot of it is, like, th- the first episode is just this girl wants to confess to him that she wants to be his boyfriend. Or, you know, th- they want to be lovers. And Hanakun decides he's going to go, like, Oh, is she inviting me to the back of the school after school to beat the shit out of me? This <laughs> tiny anime girl. Right. And then this whole thing is like this huge misunderstanding between her and him and this third girl who's like trying to help the girl confess to Honda Kun. Like he hands this letter to, he like hands like a confession letter that's like supposed to throw the character off guard to the third character. Uh the the other girl and suddenly she's like oh this guy's giving me a letter and it's confessing oh they're gonna he actually likes me and not her and that's why he couldn't do the it's dumb it's bad it's like the it's just the most boring comedy like it it felt so cheap because it was like oh of course this is what's gonna
1: happen yeah okay
0: and at the very end of the episode honda-kun watches the anime that his his fan club made for him and that's kind of funny okay because like, what the fuck have you guys been doing with your time? This is not okay. And that's It's it. a shame that home.
1: something this bad has to sully the great name of Barakamon. Yeah, I don't...
0: It's just... Yeah, it's just...
2: Mm.
1: Damn.
0: So let me talk about some short scrolls. Okay. Uh, Banania is... Like a, like a kid's picture book.
2: Uh-huh.
0: It's three minutes of, oh, here's a cat and a banana doing a silly thing. Sweet.
2: Event.
0: It is... Whatever, yeah. it it like it's 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 cute, it's fun, and ultimately it's uh, empty kind of of content. Yeah. but it's it's still fun.
1: They do goofy things. I, w- I was interested in this uh, at first, but I I just couldn't can't stand the voice of Banania. Like it doesn't feel right. That's fair.
0: Yeah. Um, and like really, the only thing this has made me think is like I want to see what it's like to be voice acting for a show like this. <laughs> like I would. There's a part in one of the episodes where uh Bananya goes grocery shopping with his the the family that has him there. And right. uh, he like falls into the sweets section and he just flips the fuck out and just starts screaming mia over and over <laughs> for like 30 seconds. I want to know what it fucking looks like for Yuki Kaji to be put into a studio and be like I need you to really excitedly repeat mia a whole lot. And I want to see what it's like to get into character for that. All right. And the other short I've been watching is a show by Rock Short which had the worst first episode I've ever seen. Okay. Of anything, maybe ever. Damn. So, so show by rock short. So, it is so far six episodes in. It has been half and half, either a like a backstory or side story to one of the bands in the series, mm-hmm. or it's been like a like morning show sort of interview format yeah. in like five minutes, and all of the interview ones are bad. Okay. Because. It doesn't introduce you to any of the characters. It doesn't really give you any insight on any of the characters or lets you see any of their charm. It's sort of just, like, a joke vehicle for, like, two and a half minutes that really doesn't go anywhere.
1: Sheesh. And
0: the other ones are neat because it's, like, it's just a story of them, like, like one of, the, one of the teams is, like, on vacation and they just play the most fucking extreme ping pong of all time and it's cool. That is cool. Or one of them's, like, the backstory of some of the bands that pop up. And the... Like, the worst thing is the first episode is one of those morning show interviews, and it's basically just a, um, it's basically, like, three minutes dedicated to how hot the main band is. <laughs> okay. Like, they are real, like, it, it's a lot of boob shots, butt shots, and a little bit of sexual harassment. Aren't all the
1: bands in Show by Rock, like, animal, tiny animal creatures? They are, they have humanized forms. Okay. And they always use the humanized forms. Okay.
0: So that re- was a really bad first
1: episode. And it, it
0: kind of goes back and forth in terms of quality. But it's so... Since then, it has been so inoffensive that I've kind of been sticking to it. But man, it has the worst first episode I've ever seen.
1: Damn. But you know what? What? I think I watched something that had an even worse first episode. And also an and even also worse episode every episode, after episode. That.
0: <laughs> Tell me about All it. All right.
1: So I watched an anime called Berserk. Uh, I I've never heard of this thing before. Okay, uh, I mean, people know Berserk, but for those who don't, yeah. it's like, it's um it's it's a story about the the edgiest, darkest badass of all time doing a bunch of edgy garbage for like twenty chapters, um, and then going back in time to seeing how he got there and actually trying to justify that. Uh, and it's really good. Like the manga is really good. Like not that first part that I talked about, but it gets good, at, really good at a certain right. point. Right, you like I it. like it a lot. I think Berserk's really good. Uh, but this is probably, like, top ten worst anime I've ever seen. It is shockingly terrible.
0: The 3D's really
1: bad. Right, so, like, there, was, there were a couple trailers, and the 3D always looked bad. But in the actual show, it is, like, unbelievable how bad it is. Like, this genuinely doesn't look like a professional production. It looks like a bad amateur show. Um... And as far as I know, the studio hasn't done anything besides this. The 3D one. Uh, I don't... Not that I know, either. No. And the 2D stuff's done by the TQ people, and they do a good job. The 2D stuff looks pretty good. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I hear 2D stuff's the best part, and it lasts for seconds. Yeah,
1: sometimes they have longer parts, but yeah. Um, The animation quality of the 3D. Some of the models look good. The models for the more important characters are uh, pretty good for the most part, and they look good when they're standing still. Uh, But the minor characters have just, like, these terrible models that just don't look ready for primetime. And they have, like, really bad rigs, so, like, all the characters animate weird. But even if they had better rigs, all of the animation looks like something you would see in an in-game cutscene in a bad PlayStation 2 game.
0: Yeah, that's... I think I read that in someone else's
1: review, too. Yeah, and that is...
0: And also that a lot of it's
1: poop colored. Yes, and that sounds like a joking exaggeration, but I mean that super literal, literally, like... It seems very low frame rate, for sure. That is a problem, but the biggest problem is that all a lot of movement is animated. Uh, so, like, characters start in one position, they end up in another position, and it's entirely lin- linear. Like, there's no flow to the movement ever. It's just beep, boop, like they're a robot. Okay. Um, and then sometimes there's stuff like characters stop moving before a shot comes to an end so they're just like they move into position and then they stop and then there's (laughs) a couple more frames of like yeah of that and then uh it it goes the problems go beyond that um the sound design is like terrible and uneven Guts' sword sounds like uh, pots falling on the floor even when he's hitting flesh uh voice acting isn't very good Uh, music's pretty good for the most part. I think, uh, the stuff that's done by the same composer as the original anime, that's all really good, but then you have action scenes that are just set to, like, really bad new metal tracks. The opening's pretty Mm -hmm. bad, too, and the endings, like, feel super out of place and weird, Uh, because it's, like, this really soft piano ballad with no hint of, like, a deeper layer of, like, sadness that would maybe be fitting to the show. It's none of that. It's just very straightforward piano ballad. Um... And it's paced poorly, like, they've cut out, they cut out huge swaths of the content, like, there's an entire arc that they cut out between episode one and two, Uh, so you miss out on a lot of characterization. Uh, And, of course, it doesn't help that it's based on the bad part of Berserk. Like, it's been nearly a decade since I've read the part of Berserk that this is based on, and I forgot how bad it was. Like I didn't even like it when I was in high school reading this now I'm an adult, and it's horrible, like all this shit
0: in high school you you have a lot more i think tolerance for edge for in edgy general.
1: garbage, yes, but it's like Helsing, oh my God, that's me that was no my that was me too that was experience. me too nice oh man, Helsing is bad, and this is worse um, just the stuff that happens it's like wow. And that doesn't help that they like they they cut out a lot of it too, and it's just it, it's hard to describe just how bad all of it is. Like it is just,
0: and I feel like you wouldn't understand without knowing the rest of Berserk, because I hear it's a really bad starting off. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely, it it really is. Um, and they, uh, the way they handle some of it makes me feel like they expect you to watch the movies that covered the Golden Age arc first, because there's like full on callbacks to it that are basically spoilers.
0: Are they better animated? Uh,
1: yeah, because most of that stuff's in 2D, actually. Like, <laughs> the flashbacks are usually in 2D. Oh, but man, wow. Uh, and then there's um, there, there's a part in the manga that's pretty infamous as, like, the most clear-cut moment where the author just couldn't help himself.
0: Uh-huh. Content warning. Instances of rape.
1: Uh, and that is when a horse goes crazy and tries to rape a girl. What Put the in fu- a content warning before that. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's the thing about Berserk, uh, is that that's my biggest criticism of the series in general is that Miura is not capable of restraining himself at all times. Uh, so there, there's a lot of rape in the series. There's a lot of magical teenage witches. There's a lot of stuff that just shouldn't be there that the author clearly put in because he liked that.
0: So this kind of goes back to the sort of like, sometimes, uh, can't stop himself.
1: Yeah but in a different way yeah
0: yeah but the same general sort of they don't keep it 100 something is not uh edited in that process yes exactly
1: Uh, and rape horse is one of those things it's Mm -hmm. it's so it's embarrassing uh there's another instance later on spoilers where um we're told that a character has a uh has a traumatic history with rape like chapters before they get raped and it just feels so cheap. It feels like that's just there just to set up that rape and make it a big event. Um okay. There's parts of Berserk that are really bad and they're even worse in the show when they show up. Like, the rape horse is fucking unbearable. See, the thing is the tech in the show doesn't feel like it's ready to be on a show. Like, there's parts that look... There's parts where the 3D stuff just breaks. There's part where the outlines don't show up properly. <laughs> it is just... Mm-hmm. And it's just unbelievable how bad it is. And I gave up uh, after episode two, where, of course, one of the parts where they didn't cut out is when Guts kidnaps a girl and then she has her titties out for the next two episodes because she was half-dressed when he kidnapped her. Uh, oh. That still had to be, of course, because that's, that's...
0: Wait, do they actually have 3D titty on Yeah, no show? nipples, though. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, those aren't real. And,
1: of course, she always she always stands around with an arched back because even though it's really serious and this shows how dark the world is, she still has to be sexy. And that's what I mean. Uh, when I say Muir can't help himself sometimes, yeah. And of course, that part stays in because that's important, but not like the entire arc that establishes <laughs> Guts's character that they cut out. That part's not important.
0: And they're only getting twelve episodes, so maybe that's why they cut out all that stuff. Yeah, maybe. But also, maybe. And at don't that do rate, that. I don't
1: know where they're going to end it. I mean, I guess I do because at the breakneck pace that they went, they probably can get to right where the uh, right before the Golden Age arc starts oh, at okay. this point. Uh, so you can they j- have just the bad stuff for this anime. Oh, yeah, so this is my favorite. The, yeah, just everything about it is as bad as it could possibly be, except the music. And even the music is like, um, l- uh, like like the insert song for the preview of the next episode sounds exactly like that of the original anime, and that is really good. But it's just the same basic idea, and then it kind of makes it a little cheap. But then there's this one really good action song that sounds like a prime song, and that's a pretty good jam. And that's, that's the only cool. good thing about the whole show. Like wow dude
0: Speaking of just the bad parts, uh-huh.
1: uh,
0: hitori Noshida the outcast. Oh
1: yeah. um so this is
0: this is the one based on the manga. Huh? Yes. Now tell me about uh,
1: it. I, there's I have very little to say about this. Unlike Berserk, uh, right? I watched this
0: because you don't know a lot about Noshida.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I watched this just purely on the assumption that it's based on a piece of media I don't have a lot of exposure to, so it might be interesting. And considering the, f-
0: it might be the best of its genre. Uh, that that or too, one of the
1: higher. That ones. too, yeah. It's probably the cream of the crop because this is the one that's getting an animated series, and that might be the case. I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> that's really unfortunate. That would be True. really unfortunate. Yeah, but um, it, it's just I'm not sure if it's bad or if it's just if it just didn't appeal to me. Like it was definitely very boring. Like it was just uh, it started off with like this big zombie bit that wasn't very interesting, and then the main character shows up. Uh, but there's a lot of that. Like modern American comedy, where it's just like people being really shitty and arguing with each other. You know what I mean? Like that Adam Sandler yeah. style. Yeah, that is like, uh, and I don't know. Like I quit before the end of the first episode because I just that's felt a like fun
0: story. Adam Sandler wrote this.
1: Oh wow, I didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the first draft for Sausage Party. Okay,
1: that's Seth Rogen. <laughs> than someone
2: else
1: (laughs) same idea though yeah i'd rather watch sausage party than this i hear it has like those three good jokes no that's not true i I take that back this was um (laughs) but i couldn't sit through it i definitely couldn't sit through it it was very boring
0: boring i think is better than offensive yeah
1: definitely (laughs) oh so yeah i threw the dice and the dice came up snake eyes it happens
0: yeah speaking of one let's talk about mob psycho 100 yeah uh, mob Psycho 100 is the other story by One, the writer of One Punch Man. Yeah, It's about a kid named Shigeo, aka Mob. That's his just his nickname. Who is an eighth grader? He has psychic powers, and he works for a um he works for a scam artist who pretends to be psychic. Okay, and like acts as like a teacher for a Mob, teacher in quotes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: named uh, Reagan. And kind of... He has Mob do all the actual spiritual stuff. Right. Like, if they actually have to fight a spirit, he's in charge. And Reagan just takes care of all the stuff that isn't actually spirits. And it's about Mob kind of learning to come into his own and kind of figure out what he wants. Because he's sort of a drifter in life. Yeah. He just kind of goes along with things. And I think comparing it to One Punch Man doesn't do it justice... But there are definitely a lot of similar elements to it. Yeah, The humor is very similar. Just the way it tells jokes. Mm-hmm. And it is about a main character who is just more powerful than basically anyone else around. But instead of one punch man who wants to kind of flaunt it in order to be a hero for fun. Mob really wants to live a normal life as much as he can. Yeah. And it... I think a lot of people have described Mob Psycho One Hundred as sort of the the pet project to One Punch Man's side project status. And I I can see why that is, because whereas One Punch Man is basically just a a joke delivery machine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mob Psycho wants to tell a story.
1: It's the other way around, isn't it? Like uh One I Punch Man I, is his side income thought, and then Mob Psycho. That, that's what I'm saying. That's what okay. I said.
0: Mob Psycho is the proper story to one punch man side project sure sense. okay yeah and it's i like it a lot i think not everything hits but he still has a good sense of storytelling too yeah it. okay yeah one i think is a good author even when it comes to things that aren't just kind of goofy jokey sort of stuff because mm-hmm. he builds this character kind of with an inherent flaw that starts to build up as the series goes on because the sort of the thing about the title is that he is emotionless in a way he doesn't show his emotions a lot and that in part is because as a kid when he was like being bullied and his brother was being bullied he went just like completely fucking nuts with his psychic powers yeah and i think killed
2: some people damn
0: and so like the thing now is that he doesn't want that to ever explode so when he reaches a 100% on his emotional capacity, that's when things go really bad because he loses control of himself. Yeah. Based on whatever emotion it is that pushed him over the edge. And I think that works well as a story because that gives a defining moment to kind of when things lose control for him in this character that very clearly seems to have everything under control. Right. There's There's a good story to it. There's a good pacing to it. And I think some of the emotional hits that he does are pretty good. Okay. Just as this, in the sense of Mob being a character who is multifaceted. Yeah. And I think the only real issue is that sometimes other characters are still treated as clearly just jokes. Okay. And I think that's where it starts to fail is that sometimes the humor,
1: I think, gets the better. And, like, major characters?
0: Well, so let's – so there's a – um so – Episode five is the last one that aired. Okay. And he met a a villain, a, a a proper ass villain, and not just one of the, like, um not one of the, like, ghosts or spirits that he, like, immediately killed. Yeah. And his name is Teruki. And Teruki is another psychic who uses it to kind of get status and fame and prove himself to be a better existence than other people. Mm-hmm. And Mob stands as an antithesis to that. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to use his powers to harm other people because he takes the, he takes kind of his own experiences and the the words that his mentor tells him to heart of like, you are not more special than other people because you have psychic powers. This is just your thing that defines what you can do in the world. Kind of like, there's no difference between people who are really good at sports or people who are really good at business than someone like you. Yeah. And I think that tells a lot of good stuff to it okay and there's a big fight between mob and teruki that's kind of about their ideals going against each other and because mob refuses to fight teruki like it because he's so insistent on being the best and he knows that mob is acting superior to him because he doesn't fight because he's a winner yeah. he like he starts choking out mob and almost kills the kid jeez like there, like it gives this very serious idea that he may have killed mob because he refuses to give up in this ridiculous fight for power. And the point is that he is not a good character, Teruki. Yeah. But then Mob explodes in, because he reaches his 100% maximum capacity. Uh-huh. And, like, just destroys Teruki. And Teruki still takes it as a win because he's forced Mob to use his powers against another person. Okay. And that's the shitty sort of villain that really turns me off of a series as a whole. Uh is one that can't admit that they've lost regardless of the situation they're in. Yeah. But I still feel like, as Mob as a character, like he realizes that he hasn't changed enough either because he still loses control of his powers. Right. And it builds this arc for him as he develops this ability. And I think, I don't know, I, I feel like the way he writes is really good. Okay. I think he has he does have a good sense of writing, and it's just, that trope is not what I want out of it. Okay, yeah. Because there are other parts to it that are really good, like he fights against this cult that's just run by a guy who, uh, like a spirit, whose ability is that he makes people smile, mm-hmm. like against their will, and it makes them, it forces them to be happy. Right. And there's this competition where uh, he makes uh, he makes one of his followers and a mob drink some milk, and the first one to make the other one spit milk out of their mouth because they're laughing loses. Okay. And so there's just this competition of mob, like because he's emotionless, he never laughs. So he just gets to drink some milk. It's like, oh, mob loves milk. That's like one of the things they just tell about him. It's like, oh, he loves milk, and so he loves drinking it. And when he's forced to spit it out because the dude cheats, he goes berserk and fucking kills the <laughs> spirit because he's so mad. Like, I did, I didn't spit out my milk. You cheated, and so he he hits his emotional capacity and destroys this. Oh, ghost. I thought he
1: got mad because he wasn't allowed. He couldn't drink the milk.
0: Well, I mean, that's also sad. Yeah, exciting. it is. No, it's pretty good. But there there are some good moments. I think it does comedy well. I think it does writing well. I, it's just a good show. All right. And I think it stands as maybe an antithesis to One Punch Man. Okay. If you liked One Punch Man, give this a shot because this is a more genuine attempt at storytelling and character
1: development. Yeah.
0: Because One Punch Man doesn't have that,
1: I don't think. Uh, it has bits of that, I think.
0: It does, but I feel like a lot of it is maybe lead up to a joke.
1: Uh, Yes, a lot of the time it is. And I feel like Mob Psycho delivers on it more. Okay.
0: Yeah. You said you didn't like it as much. You said you you read the manga? I've read
1: parts of the manga, yeah. And I think uh, just the same issue bleeds through Mob Psycho 100 that I think One Punch Man has for me. That every emotional payoff is like hyper-telegraphed to the point that it feels like all the building blocks of the story are building up to it. Very, uh, very intentionally instead of being sort of more, feeling more organic and feeling more sensible.
0: That's, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, because it, it definitely has that sort of storytelling to it. It's, it's whether or not the payoff feels good enough to you to, uh, justify. Yeah. Sort of the telling. And, and to me, it never okay. does
1: with, uh, one's stories. It always feels very much just there to, uh, get an emotional response out of the audience. And that's, I think, exploitative. A little bit.
0: Because, like, you you said that about Moomin yes. Rider, I think, yeah, in one
1: and I think of same. And yeah, I, I, and I have the same general problem with a lot of stuff that's in Mob Psycho 100.
0: Okay, and I, but I feel like Mob Psycho 100 still wants to, instead of treating Moomin Rider as kind of a joke in that way, uh-huh. I think Mob Psycho 100 really wants it to pay off eventually. Yeah. And whether or not it does is up to choice, but yeah. So I, I can see where you're coming mm-hmm.
1: from with that. But I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Uh, final show. Yes. 91 Days.
1: 91 Days. It's, I would say it's the surprise hit of the season, but that's probably Battery.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean...
1: There could be two. 91
0: Days, what 91 Days is, uh, for lack of a better word, cool. It
1: is very cool.
0: So it is a Mafia revenge story, much in... It, everything about it feels a lot more Hollywood than it does, like, standard anime industry.
1: Okay, yeah. You-
0: I think in the way it's written, in the way it's directed... Should I explain a lot the, the story beats- real quick? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, it follows a character called Avilio Bruno, who saw his parents, or like his family, his nuclear family, get murdered when he was a kid by an opposing mafia family. And his family, yeah, um, and his family was like the his father was the leader of a mafia. Um, so years later, uh, Avilio gets a chance to get his revenge because there there's like this truce going on and all of the people that killed his father of the people of the vanetti family are all together and they're just ready to get shot by him one by one so he goes out there and he and uh, another childhood friend of him called uh, coltio uh they they make bootleg booze together because it's prohibition era and they get noticed by the vanetti family and sort of uh they like um, that's his way in yeah that's his way in and he becomes friends with a man called Nero who was also who was one of the people that was there when Avelio's uh, parents were killed and now he's gonna I think gonna... The idea
0: is that he's the next of kin for the Vanetti family
1: I think so yeah like he's the next one in yeah. line yeah um okay. and now he's gonna use that to sort of like sneak in there and get his revenge
0: cause he receives a letter that is just the list of all the people who uh who were a part of that assassination yeah yes and it, it definitely has that Hollywood feel to it. It's, okay, so first of all, it doesn't look great.
1: It, it looks pretty... Yeah, it looks pretty bad. It's got style, and, I think. But, yeah,
0: it's got style to it, but it definitely the art style is
1: flat. It's flat, and uh, it's, it's it's done very poorly, too. Like, depending on who's drawing a frame, Nero just has a completely different set of features it, 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 to yeah. a point that it actually gets kind of funny.
0: Yeah, and, like, I think... And part of that is that this is a brains-based, a brains-based offshoot that at this point seems to be handling kind of the things that made brain base big. Yeah.
2: Because
0: they had all of Durara 2. Uh-huh. They're taking over Natsume next season. Yeah. And now they have their mafia story. Uh-huh. In the same vein as like a Bakunin. Yeah. Though not a, not, no, none of like the immortals and stuff. No. But the 91 Days, yeah, it's it doesn't look good in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it is oozing a style that you
1: don't see a lot in anime. Uh, I, I think so, yeah. It's all very, um, very, mostly realistically proportioned characters, I think.
0: hmm And definitely like a lot of, there's some violent stuff and there's some very like m- mafia mentality kind of stuff going on with yeah. kind of the hits that they send on people. I like the
1: characters
0: quite a bit.
1: The characters are all really good, yeah.
0: Yeah, they have a they have a distinct like cast, like everyone kind of makes their place. The only person I'm not big on is Fango. Uh he's the guy in the, like the he's he's uh, one the of the shitty villains. Snake he's got the, the
1: snake oil salesman dude who's Yeah, like the, who, well he's
0: the he's he's got chaps on and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, he sucks, but it's it, it yeah, fits the, I Yeah,
0: he's like yeah. I he sucks because I feel like he's maybe the one thing standing out against this because he's so comically villainous. Yeah. Like, did you see the last episode yes. six? That part where he fucking feeds the original, the like yeah, Don Orko okay. because he's New Orko family in yeah. the lasagna. Yeah. That was that was too that much. was
1: that was too much. I agree. That was a bad story turn.
0: That was really excessive, and mm-hmm. it didn't need to be there. And it's never
1: going to play a part again. So it's done. No, it was. I mean, you could argue that uh, as a story element, it's a power play. So it does serve yeah, a purpose. But- I think
0: his reaction to it is maybe the part that really sours. Okay, me. yeah. The way that he handles himself is what bothers mm-hmm. me. But it's like parts of it is like very much about the mob stuff going on. It's about the the families in play. It's about the relationships they have. Yeah. And sort of the 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 cooperations they go through to kill other people mm-hmm. because there are people in the Vanetti family trying to get Nero
1: killed. Yeah. So that there's kind of, like, a, so that they can work better together. And, like, um, of the, one of the major arcs of the story so far has been Nero and Avilio, and Nero's part of the Vanetti fa- family, helping a member of the Orco family, which is another mob family, kill the leader of the Orco family so he can supersede him. Right.
0: And that's Fongo. Yes. Well, Fongo is superseding. Yes. yes.
1: Fongo is superseding Orco.
0: And then there's, like, a couple of, and then there's some, like, some episodes, or at least one so far, that's just been, like... Oh, they're out on the road, kind of doing odd jobs as they check on their boots. Yeah, like the one with the big um hitman that gets sent against. That
1: them. was another bad part. The-
0: I liked, I liked the fight to it. It just seemed like the whole thing was kind of out of
1: place. He he was built up to like a comical degree as being a hardcore badass, and it really took me out of a story that was otherwise mostly realistic yeah. and on Earth.
0: Like when he beat up that cop, for yeah, he beat cop.
1: up that cop, and he's just like he's like eight foot tall and he's super strong and he doesn't get hurt when he gets hit by an iron pipe. And he
0: stole, and he stole like that cart yeah, yeah. that he like shoved a dude into a barrel. Yeah, it's a yeah. little. There,
1: there are definitely good parts to it, though. It's I mostly think. good. Yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, it has. I think it has a flair to it, similar to Erased, where there's all where there's a lot going on when it comes to the story, but it's always mostly focused on one line in the story, which helps make it easy to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah.
0: It's definitely it's it's just yeah it's it's got its really good moments to it. Yeah. In a in a good sort of again Hollywood way. Yeah. Like it it definitely feels more inspired by American media.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially in um, it reminds me very much of like a a high quality or what is considered high quality American television like Breaking Bad, uh, The Walking mm-hmm. Dead, and that it's always building up to a massive twist.
0: Okay. Yeah because like yeah cuz there i feel like there's a twist every episode yeah like in the last one where it seems like um Avilio has turned on Nero and gotten his chance to kill yeah. him because that's what he wants to mm-hmm. do it's totally believable and it turns out it's this power play between the two of them so that they can kill Don Ordo yeah i also find it a little difficult to keep track of all the characters because of the names
1: I have less trouble with this than I do with most Japanese shows.
0: I guess I th- it feels like because it's trying to be very realistic in their characters, yeah. sometimes they blend together.
1: Okay, I can see and that.
0: that might just be me.
1: Uh, definitely the Orko family characters. They all have, like, really silly, cartoony names. Yep. Um, I think one thing that is funny is that uh, all the websites get one of the names wrong. Like, they th- they think Nero's <laughs> younger brother, like, they it's uh, Ferate, that's how they pronounce it, and they think it's, uh-huh. they translate it as Frate, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Flate. Whoops! Yeah, because that's an actual Italian name, and the other one isn't. <laughs> and
0: I think that, I think that's part of it is, because it's filtered through the Japanese language, some of that's lost. Yeah. And so there's going to be kind of these issues with translation. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's, it's cool. It's a good drama series. It has a good sense of these characters. Yeah. And the action. Even if some of it falls a little flat because the animation's clearly not up to snuff.
1: I think the action doesn't suffer suffer as much as the rest of the series does for the most part. Mm-hmm.
0: And there 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 are like some cool parts to action. Like in episode one where they have to fight off Fongo the first time in that yeah. bar. Yeah. And they find a way to just like using the shit behind a bar to like set things on fire. Mm-hmm so they can get an escape. It's cool. It's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, One thing that is kind of telling about the fact that this is an original production is that there's a lot of times where there's just enough going on for the story to progress. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, in uh, episode five, I think when uh, Avilio and Nero go meet up with Fongo, um, yeah. there's a person in the bar that ends up uh directing them to where Fango's office is, and she is the only person in the bar. And it's so clear she's just there so that she can be that character that does that.
0: Right, because she showed up before, but otherwise doesn't really have a reason to be
1: there. Yeah. And it is, I think if this was maybe like adapted from a manga, the manga would have probably done it in such a way where there's more patrons in the bar at the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then there's also occasionally, uh, th- there's some bad shots occasionally. I think in episode four or five, there's a part where they're at one of the Orko house- houses, and then it turns out that it's a sting, so they have to get out of there really quickly, and one of them gets shot and then needs to get dragged back to the car. And the way they shoot that sequence doesn't make it clear what ends up happening at all. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens. So it's not, you know, I compared it to Erased just now. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not the whole package. Like, I think Erased is, like, it's not animated while well, we talked about that, and it's not always perfect, but I still think it's really good, although it tells yeah. a good story.
0: It i ninety one days is neat, and I want to see how it ends because too. this this is the sort of thing that I think builds well for each episode.
1: Yeah, totally. It's it's a crowd pleaser.
0: It has its episode episodic stories, but it still has an overlying thing that continues to build because of it. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. next. it's the wild west of the. I'm really dictionary. surprised.
1: I'm really surprised that they killed off one of the. um uh, like one of Avilio's targets so early fast. on. So, yeah, Vano gets yeah, like killed in the second two, episode. Vano yeah, I two. dead. I was expecting him to get like one big revenge hit at the end, but no, he gets like a little bit of satisfaction in there early.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah. it was weird, but I, you know, it,
1: it. It was good, weird. It
0: sold it, yeah. Yeah. It sold it well. So that's cool.
1: And goddamn, that opening is good.
0: Let's. Ah, the, the ending's bad, though.
1: I don't think I've ever listened to it in full.
0: The ending is bad because it is a 3D hand shooting a gun and that's it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right.
0: That's,
1: that's why it's bad. Yeah.
0: So the song is whatever. Um, so then we have three shows that we're not going to talk about here. We're going to save it for the review episode
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they're done.
1: And we're running three hours. That's yeah. too much.
0: So that's Hanabono Log, which is a series of shorts we talked about. Yep. Uh, Planetarian, which I talked about and, um, after a season's delay, Under the Dog finally came out. Yeah,
1: that's the kickstarted OVA. That's the
0: kickstarted OVA. And so uh, I kickstarted it and have uh, a, a free download available for Jordan. So we'll both we'll watch it and we'll talk about it then. Yeah. Because I think if nothing else, that's something that should be preserved as like a thing that happened.
1: Yeah, it has historical value. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: and that's the end of. That
1: part, all the reviews is mm-hmm. long. It was. There's a lot of anime. We're we're not gonna watch this much anime anymore. We've limited it to. Yeah, ten. no, we've we've both made
0: hard limits on how many we're gonna watch.
1: Yeah. Oh, mine is nine. Yours is ten. And we're going to try our damnedest
0: to also try to match them up. Yeah. Like if there are two, if there are things we're both interested, we're both gonna watch them.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: this is ridiculous.
1: This was too much. I'm tired.
0: <laughs> yeah. So before we go, though, we have a little bit of fan mail to answer. Uh-huh. We don't, we don't nearly have our fans come in this much so uh dear Torps away <laughs> hi this is goichi suda and i have a confession to make What the- when i'm not d- designing noir-tinged supernatural thrillers that ruminate on sex morality and the eternal conflict between east and west i like to eat garbage directly from the bag i steal several bags from the dump then melt them down in my bathtub and immerse myself in literal film i drink and breathe garbage i own several fine sports cars made from trash that i drive at night buck naked and laughing the point is why does there seem to be so much garbage anime? Or series that start strong, but then shit themselves three episodes in? Is it because the easier development tools allowed less skilled creators to churn out keyframes? Oversaturation of the market? People jumping on the short online harem anime bandwagon? Or has it always been a problem when the recent popularity of streaming sites has made the issue clear to fans worldwide? Off to huff garbage and write my next paycheck. Killer is dead. Goichi Suda. Suda51. First of all, glad to hear from such a big name
1: yeah, video f- game 51's from- a big number.
0: Yeah. So, I was thinking about this, because okay. I get to know about these earlier ahead of time. Yeah. And I feel like this is a problem that has always existed in the same ratio that it does now.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. There's definitely more studios creating anime now than ever before.
0: What What I'm saying is, ratio-wise, I think good to bad anime, okay. you're probably going to find the same amount no matter what year you look. At.
1: Yeah, I, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. So, just because there are a lot more being made... Clearly, a lot more bad ones are going to be made, and as mm-hmm. things find surprise success, there are going to be offshoots. There are going to be people who steal that idea and try to make it their own, and it's derivative. Yeah, even a good thing can get bad derivatives out of it. But mm-hmm. I think that, on the whole, you're going to find that looking back, there are just as many good and bad shows in 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 like ratios.
2: Yeah,
0: as there are this today, because yes. there are plenty of good anime coming out now. And, it, yeah, and it's, more, and more than I think would happen in an average season before when there are only like 15, 20 getting made.
1: Maybe so, yeah.
0: And I don't have, I, I didn't do enough research to like back this up with actual facts, but it certainly feels that way.
1: Yeah, and you have to remember that if you, if you look back in time, the, the only stuff that gets remembered is the pretty good and really good stuff and the really bad stuff.
0: Yeah, there's plenty of just lukewarm stuff, not only in anime now, but in anime later. You know, anime before now, there's a whole bunch of shit that just gets forgotten because it's been so long. These things Mm -hmm. stick in your mind because they're happening now and because it's such a pervasive medium now. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it is. It's just there's more of it. So, of course, there's going to be worse. But that means that also plenty of good things are going to come out of it. too.
1: Yeah. And I guess to to answer, like, one specific part of that question that had to do with anime starting out good and getting worse,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's a combination, I think, of uh, anime getting greenlit based on the strength of their premise, and then the writer not being able to pay off on that premise. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing. And then another thing is uh, the writer being capable of starting up a good story. Uh, and not but knowing how to conclude not- it. Not necessarily, not even that, but not being able to conclude it within the time that he has, and maybe indeed not be being able to conclude that properly, because it's a lot easier to start something than it is to end something.
0: And I think there are plenty of writers that also have like a good start and end, like they know where they want it to go, and then they meander in the middle.
1: Yeah, that that too. Yeah,
0: that I I feel like this is just a case of you're going to just get more of this Mm -hmm. because it's such a it's a much bigger bigger genre at this point, right? Just anime in general. So I hope that answers your question. Next one comes from Friend of the Show, QB. Uh-huh. Thank you, QB. Always here for us. Uh Dear Chocktis. Uh if you had to either watch all the way through an extremely otaku oriented show like New Game or and you thought there was never a girl online, or a show clearly meant for a uh, a yaoi loving fan base like Hatsukoi Monster or B Project, which would you rather subject yourself to? No cheating on Halfway Frankenstein series. Only the all-out
1: pandering stuff. I don't know. I hear new games pretty all right, so I'd watch that. Yeah,
0: I I, I feel like that maybe isn't yeah, that's exactly bad, that's the otaku orientation. Thing. But, like, let's say, and there th- things in the vein of and you thought there was never a girl online.
2: Okay. Um, and then
0: also something maybe more like Hatsukoi Monster or B Project, something very clearly meant for shipping capabilities.
1: Right. Uh, I'd say, for me, it, it's, diff- it's a difficult question because... Bad anime, even of this ilk, can still take on many different qualities based on which one it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'd say if I had to smush all bad otaku bait anime and all bad yaoi bait anime into one and pretend that it's one big anime, then I'd probably go for the otaku bait one because there's more room to still have good stuff in there because there's you just, there
0: there are still decent elements to it you
1: I can think. take the otaku bait aside and you can still put good stuff in there whereas when you have a yaoi bait story i think that's always very heavily going to be the focus and there's no room to still make something good out of that
0: and there and because there's no there can't be payoff i think that cheapens the that as a whole yeah. because there can't be payoff in something that only baits at things because it's something like Oh, it's a harem situation with a girl in the middle, but all the boys are surprisingly close. Like, yeah. I don't know, that 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 feels cheaper than even something so pandery as like, and you thought there was never a girl online, your sword art online's,
1: you know, things of that ilk. I feel like, uh, especially what it is, is even the baitiest otaku bait still has to have, has to have a catchy premise. And I think with a lot of like, uh, re- like really, uh, a queer relationship baby, like a really uh, a gay relationship baby stuff, uh, that tends to be the premise itself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And to be and like a hundred percent honest, like, if if we're gonna have to pick one show out of this, like Otaku Things, like. People say ReZero is really good, so I'd be more willing to give that a shot. Yeah, than, what's up,
1: right? Like Hasekoi Monster. I've heard a lot of people say that like, ReZero is good.
0: Everyone can't shut up about ReZero. Not saying that it's bad. It's, it it clearly is doing something right.
1: No, I'm shocked. Like, I'm compelled by ReZero, because I, I just uh, I brushed it off as just another Sword All Online-esque. You know, yeah, apparently, apparently it's, it's a
0: little more Steinskate. Now it handles sort Shit. of, like, looping time.
1: Oh, man, I might have to check it out.
0: So, I mean, I might, not now, but I might. Yeah. I'll think about it. But it's one of those things, like, I'd be more willing to give that a shot because so many people have talked about these otaku baby shows higher than a lot of the other ones. Yeah. And especially Hotspoint well, Monster because that's weird. Uh
1: I can think of a couple of good shows that have very heavy otaku bait elements in them. Steins Gate. Yeah, it's, 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 Sure. Uh, can you think of any good shows that have, like, a, a gay relationship baby element to them?
0: I probably could.
1: Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I probably could, too.
0: But I can't... Not off the top of my head in the same way that I could do in a talk
2: one.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's sort of the thing. Yeah. And also, I wanted to ask... Before we go, I wanted to ask just one quick question, because it came up on a, on a video games podcast I listened to. Okay. As just a... Because I feel like... You know, it, especially in video games, uh, female creators don't get maybe quite as much clout. Yeah. So who is your favorite female uh, author in anime or manga? Uh,
1: Oh my god, I don't know her name off the, off the top of my head. I think or it's what, Ka- the,
0: what's the series?
1: Uh, Kaori Mori is, I think, what she's called. She's the author of A Bride's Story, or Young Bride's Story, which is my okay. favorite manga of all time. And it, it looks great, and it's got great drama, and it just it knocks every element out of the park, and it's fantastic.
0: Right, people talk about it all the time, yeah. yeah. It's it's and i hear this really good
1: it is super good uh
0: i sh- i should consider looking at it some yeah i'm ca- i'm really bad at reading manga but I, <laughs> bright story the things you've shown and said about it seems so good that i got it it's
1: amazing uh, a second runner up uh, the i i definitely can't remember her name but the writer of uh, full metal alchemists that's really okay. good and silver spoon too same yeah. author
0: i the one that really stands out to me is like just not only that it is it, it is good on its own right, but that it seems to come mm-hmm. from very that I don't know. I don't know if this makes me sound bad. Very feminine feel to a story, kind of kind of like I don't know a motherly tenderness kind of thing is Natsume Yujensho. Okay, Natsume's Book of Friends comes off as this very like kind of perfect blend of what it wants to be. Yeah, and no, that's a I, that, that that's a that's a female writer that I respect a lot for what they can do with
1: it. I absolutely know what you're talking about.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know if that sounded weird. There is
1: no, there's uh, I mean, I think, it, I think it might sound weird if you said it about a Western author, but even then, I think it's still understandable because we still live in a, uh, we still live in a world that still has the the ramifications gender. of gender roles like yeah. play an active part in our society, but in Japan, even more so. So you know. Yeah, uh, as unfortunate know, but, as that might be, it is the way it is.
0: Uh, some other people are really good. The author of Orange.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah him.
0: for sure. Um, the person who does um, March comes in like a lion and Honey and Right.
2: Hope. Yeah, there, think... there's
0: there's it's impressive how many really good ones are out there. Especially because I was thinking about it in terms of video games. You don't hear that as much.
1: Uh, you know, I think it's interesting, actually, speaking of video games, uh, cause it is, it is very, you hear a lot, uh, even more so nowadays than ever before about women not having enough big roles in video games. And you hear mm-hmm. that because it's true. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's funny that two of the biggest franchises of the last generation, uh, Halo and Uncharted were both headed up by women. Oh, were they? Yeah, uh, Halo by Bonnie Ross and Uncharted by, um, Amy Hennig.
0: I knew Uncharted 2 was written by, uh, a woman. I didn't know that it was, uh, helmed, as it were.
1: Yeah, she was director on all three of the games. And I think she wrote one and two. Okay. Yeah. So that's just a cool little bit of trivia for you. And
0: Portal, I believe, is also?
1: I don't know about that, but th- that would make sense. Yeah.
0: Portal is least designed. I don't know if they... They don't refer to it to the same way as they say, like, this person's name's story. Yeah. But I think yeah. Portal is headed. But yeah, you. I think you just don't see that as much in video games. So I wanted to see if it felt the same way in anime. But there's just... I feel like that barrier doesn't quite exist.
1: Yeah, not I, to the same extent, maybe. I think so because if you're gonna be a manga author, like you said, there are no barriers there. If you're uh, if you're good at drawing and you can tell a good story, I guess you have to still get past an editor who might be sexist. Who knows? Right. Uh, but I think for the most part, if you if you're a woman and you want to get into video games, you know, there's a lot of still uh, kind of there's a lot of like. Steps you have to go through where you might encounter, uh, like sexism along the way that makes it more difficult for women than it does for men to break into the industry. And there's just more to that in video games than there is in manga, so
0: yeah, yeah, so I i just wanted to bring that up. So, yeah, cool, yeah. Well, we've been going on a long time, we have, and let's uh, let's let's finish it off, mm-hmm. real quick, just initial impressions. What do you think of this season?
1: Uh, a lot of stuff was pretty disappointing. But so at first I thought it was a pretty bad season, but now I've now I've reevaluated it a little bit. Uh, by discussing it? Yeah. I think the strong stuff's really strong. So that's okay. good. Like you Orange 91 Days, Battery, and Amanshu are all very good shows.
0: It still has its heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: it it has more good shows than I think any season of this year has had so far.
0: Yeah, this this year I feel like hasn't maybe hit the same highs that last year did. Yeah. With as many kind of Shows that either shocked us or just stood out as, like, you know, a beacon kind of thing. Right. But yeah, I, I agree that the shows that are strong now are are pretty consistently strong. Yeah. So we'll see how it ends next time. Mm hmm. Uh, I've been Torps
1: Away. Uh, it's not going to be next time because next time is the preview episode. Oh, shoot, you're right. Yeah. Uh, in two episodes. In two Fuck, episodes, uh, baby. But I'm Torps Away. I'm Jordan.
0: And this has been Chaka Disaster. See you guys next time. Take
1: care.